Welcome to the Anite Podcast, episode 9. Uh, today is the 29th of November, 2014. As usual, it's me, Ken. Uh, with the usual people having with me, it's David. Hey. Kevin. Hello. Richard. Hey, everybody. And what a surprise, really. I didn't realise uh, he was here until much later on. Toshi. Hello. Uh, <laughs> why don't you quickly uh, introduce yourself, Toshi? Um, okay. Uh, I'm... Toshi Nakamura, uh, I work for Kotaku. Uh, I'm a fellow writer of Richard, who basically introduced me to this podcast. Um, I've been writing for Kotaku for nearly three years now. and are getting uh, close. Yeah. And I've been... Uh, my introduction to anime, um, I'm pretty much everybody's grandfather. I watched, like, the original Dragon Ball, not Z, the original, like, oh, the original Dragon thing. Ball. Dragon Ball, Dragon Ball, with, like, the small Goku, while it was <laughs> and airing. Evil Piccolo, and the Red yeah. Ribbon Army, right? Well, before, while airing yeah. here, in Japan, or while it was uh, airing well, in the West? When I was, well, while it was airing in Japan, but uh, when I was a kid, my brother went to visit Japan during the summer. I was born and raised in the U.S., and my brother went visited Japan with when I was it was when I was about like five or six, and he sent back videotapes he'd taken of TV shows, and among them was stuff like Dragon Ball, uh, Fist of the North Star, uh, oh, Kinniku Man, things like that, like it's stuff while it was airing, and th- I got into anime through that, huh. and yeah, and then I eventually moved to Japan. But we weren't allowed, uh, we didn't have access to the standard TV channels because my brother thought he could fix an antenna and broke it. And so, <laughs> long story, very long story. Uh, and I actually didn't really get back into anime until I was in college and I learned about Evangelion. So, and after that, I went through a very large binge of anime. I broke off at a I think around 2003 or four, and then I've recently gotten back into it in the past couple of years. So that's quite good, nice to hear. Hmm. And then um, through and that, through those binging, you must have picked up yeah. a few fan, fa- well, a few favorites of your own that we obviously can't uh, <laughs> can't agree uh, on eventually. Yeah, uh, let's see. My uh, yeah, I think uh, the it's, it's customary to name our top. Yeah. Uh, anime yeah. series. Mm. Um, so, well, I, we say top three, but I think three or four people have just like made a top five, and we just had to let it go. <laughs> so, you know. Yeah, I, I, I have, I have like, I do have like a top five because they're like sums that I, some, some I just can't help but mention. Oh, go for it. Um, no yeah, one's got punished. I mean, for 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 four or five, four and five, I would place uh, Madoka Magica, Magica, and Steins Gate. Um, both of those are fairly recent. Mm-hmm. Uh, for my number three would have to be Martian successor Nadesco. Of all the things, ah. Nadesco, cutely <laughs> yeah. going. All right, yep. uh, freaking Jovian lizards and bows and jumping. <laughs> yep, and that, that that includes the movie, which is kind of a deal breaker for some people. And for number two, yep. yeah, the movie's just a big tonal shift. I really like the movie too, though. Um, yeah. But you have to, yeah, you know, it's like it's like when it starts at a funeral, you know that you're in for something a little different, or well, yeah. at a gravestone, you know that it's uh, something different. <laughs> um, and for my number two would have to be what got me back into anime, which was Evangelion. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, popular. And number one is probably one that very few people have heard of, 
It's called and it, uh, it's a series called Infinite Revias. Oh wow! I I am looking yeah, forward little... to actually getting around to watching that one day. Of all of them, that, wow. Okay. Yep, that is my number one. And I equate like the top my top three anime are all anime that basically changed my life. Like they changed my outlook. They changed who I am. Mm-hmm. So that's why I put them at my top pinnacle. You know, top three anime and Infinite Revias helped shape me the most. Mm. So. Very personal, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Uh, it's a Sunrise series, and I think it's gotten picked up for translation, although I'm not sure No, when. if it, Nobody's I, ever I, sure. No, yeah, I'm, I'm sure <laughs> certain it was, but a long, yeah. long time ago. I, I Well, that's oh. the thing. I'm not sure if uh, Revias ever did. Did it make it I thought it Does did. I okay. don't know. I can check really quick, and I'll get back to you. But uh, all right. But yeah, no. I, I, mm-hmm. what? I'm relatively I mean, certain I w- it did. I, yes, I, it did. Yeah. I, okay. I mean, I went as far because it was so obscure. I went as far as to make my own subtitle. Sentai oh, wow. Filmworks distributes yeah. distributes it these days. These days, oh, well, who yeah. originally? Can you do you know? Bandai, I think. Yeah. So yeah, we're talking way back then. Yeah. Back when yeah, Bandai yeah. existed. Yeah. In the West, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, I forgot that happened. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we kind of forget it. about Bandai sometimes because <laughs> yeah. they stopped giving me Ace Combat. Wait, Let's who, move produces on. The, who produces the Naruto games or publishes them? Uh, like uh, the like, Naruto Bandai the Namco one. or Namco Bandai? Yeah, it's oh, Namco still, Bandai. It's oh, still yeah, Namco Bandai, but but when it comes to anime distribution, they closed that down. Yep. Oh, I see. Okay. I think they closed it down during the merger. Actually, yes, they did. Yeah, it was a consolidation. Yeah, that. That that was probably hemorrhaging money for them. So oh, but hemorrhaging yeah, um, money, anime. <laughs> uh, those three hundred dollar right. Blu-ray sets, man. Oh, yeah. Oh, but um, speaking of hemorrhaging money, um, going back to Infinite Revias, that was also a revolutionary anime in the fact that like they put a shit ton of money into the production of that, and so like it's got it uses like it. I don't think it has any CG mm-hmm. at all. And they used a lot of money. Like they made, like it's got, it's got more cells than most anime. And also, like the cat. Well, it's Sunrise, so the cast is also. They've got a lot of veteran voice actors. So it was. So it was unlimited yeah. budget works before there was a big enough budget. Uh. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, it it was it was very ambitious, and it's one of those few anime that's completely character driven it's a, like it's an it's a science fiction anime that takes place you know in space it's like uh it's a bunch of kids who get stranded oh, on kids. A giant robots <laughs> yeah giant robot it's, uh, it's got a giant robot but the thing is like they don't actually nobody actually pilots ah, it. it's one of nobody those actually rides it it's it's a remote control not only is it a remote control robot but it's controlled by multiple ah. people like they're all they're, they're, they've got a group of people working at keyboards, all typing at the same time, and they basically work together to c- control it. Excellent. Like they take some like it takes them like two or three episodes to get it to lift its arm. It's like it's so complex. Mm-hmm. Can't wait. Sounds crazy. Great. I'll watch it eventually. So, yeah, it's an amazing. <laughs> yeah, so, it's an amazing series. So right. now that we're accustomed to Toshi's, what seems to be flavorful picks of his top three. That leads yep. us to this season. And uh, I think we'll pick quite popular high shows in the shape of Fate, Psychopaths, uh, what seems to be highly viewed, uh, watched even, Cross Ang, 
Bahama and Garo. Uh, these are all obviously short names, but I'm sure uh, we'll go into more, into more depth as we go on. But first, let's start with Fate Stay Night, the remake. And Kevin, why do you introduce the show for us? Uh, Fate on um, the Fate Stay Night Unlimited Budget Works is. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I mean. Uh, also known as Unlimited Yen Works, also known as Unlimited Bite Works, in the case of the GIF that went on our collab article. <laughs> Continue. Um, it, what, no hold on, let me look up a summary first. Oh, no. <laughs> oh I see. Not unlimited there's, there's a magical a game, and there's people fighting in the magical game. And they're yes. fighting over power. <laughs> And if that's Fate Stay Night. <laughs> if we're simplifying it, yeah, stuff happens, there's a resolution. There's the stuff, end. there's magic, there's people, there's... There's, there's yeah. romance interests, you know, whatever. <laughs> they, they there there might have been a visual so novel about it once, yeah. who, who knows? Yeah, Alright, I'm stopping hijacking, continue. <laughs> okay, so, uh, Fate Stay Night Unlimited Blade Works is an adaptation of the second route of the visual novel. And it is, uh, it's about a fight to the death tournament called the Fifth Holy Grail War, which only has like 12 people in it, so it's not really a war. <laughs> but, um, yeah, um, it's done by Ufotable, which has been doing stellar, stellar visuals, and, um, it, it's making up for the past horrible adaptations of Fate's Day Night, so yeah. Yeah, right. yeah, it's it's so, good stuff. It's think, it's uh, twelve people fighting for the Holy Grail, which can grant wishes, and uh, each uh, entrant, entrant, each person in the tournament has a uh, historical or mythological figure from the past uh, as their partner to help them fight. Yeah. Yes, and uh, this route that the uh, anime is adapting revolves around Rin, who you may know as the codifier of the modern tsundere. I don't know. I always, I, yeah. I always disagree with that because it's awesome. Saber. Well, I well, say, I, I, I say I, I, codifier I think... because she was like the first one that really came out at the head of the whole thing and really just showed what the ideal modern tsundere is. Not necessarily well, the first Nashu's time. Well, always had tsundere's in all his works. Yeah. So, I mean, it, uh, but, it's more uh, of a it's more of a matter of popularity. I, I mean, don't get me wrong. Like, I think he's she's certainly like yeah. the prime example these days. Yes, um, I mean, she's on the front page of the TV tropes page. Come on. Yeah, but that always weirded me out because like. I mean, it, it's it's or it's it's Oscar guys. I mean, good lord, Oscar, Oscar, Oscar. Stupid Shinji. I don't. Not like I was helping you or anything. Yeah. I wouldn't help you if you weren't so helpless. I mean, come on. Like, like uh, what is it? I did do actually some research on Sundere for one of my articles, and mm-hmm. it's been around for a long time. Oh, early, yes. early, early nineties oh, to late eighties. Yeah. Well, it was the, already the, around. The, but, the trope itself is But yeah, that's when it was around. named, was around that time. But yeah, no, I, uh, as far as like prime examples go, uh, certainly Rin is right there. <laughs> right there. Well, I don't think. Wait, has the. Has, did the term Tsundera exist? I don't. I think so. I don't really know. Maybe it's one of those things that got passed around like because one of the chains or something, and then it got applied to her. Because the first time I heard the term itself was. Like early yeah. 2000s. I, I, I honestly don't sure. know personally. Uh-huh. Like so many things, it's going to be difficult. That's, to a, that's a good question. I'd, I'd want to do research before I said anything. 
I mean, because, like, definitely what Richard is saying is true, is that Asuka was probably the prime example that, because because the popularity of Evangelion, which exploded, of the, the archetype of the Tsundera, but, the tsundera, like, the term Tsundera mm-hmm. itself came yeah, I think we're going to need an Ava counter for this episode. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. Maybe we will. So... Uh, raining it back to fate, then, <laughs> shall we? Yeah, <laughs> raining it back to fate. Okay. <laughs> no, so, for so what we establish is uh, some form of tournament, and which the winner gains what seems to be a wish to be granted. That's what uh, they say. People, yes. Yeah, since it's a remake, most people. Well, I say most. A lot of people will be uh, familiar with the concept of the show anyway, being a fate series. Kind uh, of, except for the people part, who yeah, decided to drop the Studio Dean one because yeah. it sucked. Oh, well, even then. <laughs> Even I wonder how I wonder how many people are like got introduced. I did. Yeah, a lot of people. Do, in the I didn't. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So yeah. like, I wonder how be- many people are like going go- that, seeing Fate Fate Stay Fate Stay Night and thing like is this a yeah? So it's been like girl? multiple iterations anyway beforehand. Like, so it's been it's got exposure that. anyway before this series out. So mm. people should be familiar with the concept. But you know as. Don't go by our our quick synopsis of it anyway. <laughs> do quick research beforehand. Mm. So, uh, well, what do you think of this uh, season's offering with Fate then, and, and how it's meant to follow on from Fate Zero so far? How do you guys feel about? It? Uh, oh, let's go, let's go. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, so it's how do you shows, feel? Yeah, it shows it shows moments I... where it clearly has some connection with Fate Zero, especially with. Um, well, let's go to a bit of spoiler territory here. When uh, what's her name now? I can't believe Ilya Ilya got introduced. Mm-hmm. Uh, in Fate Stay Unlimited Blade Works and you just that moment where Saber's expression changed noticing it's Ilya which is um, Fink's daughter I can't remember Iris is, is that her name? Uh, the mother or yeah. the bigger yeah you're right no, no, this is, notices that it's uh, I knew yeah. your mom I hung out with your mom <laughs> <laughs> exactly yeah and it's quite nice to see that ha- those sort of like small connections between the two mm-hmm and I'm sure there'll be one later on when the big bad guy gets introduced. Yeah. For people who haven't yep. seen Unlimited Blowworks, of course, I'm trying to avoid. Except some of those are already in the original VN even before um, Fate, Fate Zero. Zero came out. Yes. Fate oh, Zero it? was a pretty good prequel, but a lot of the things were already set in stone. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm... Yeah, I mean the story, original story of Fate, Fate Stay, of course, Night came out yes. first, so before Fate uh, Zero. So. Yeah, but for people who just haven't um, even like I c- even know what Fate is about, so it's just trying to find some of pointless. But so far, yeah. it's been quite the offering, right? Every action scene seems quite, quite, quite tantalizing. It's quite it's really it's unbelievably good looking. Like it I, is I, very pretty. I very very rarely talk about like art style or anything in in an anime unless it's like has some specific thing that really sets it apart because in my opinion most anime this day or these days is of great quality like they all yeah. look really decent it's industry so, standard now yeah like even Absolutely. when people say things like oh well did you see how the animation dropped off i'm like no not really <laughs> yeah. it's, it's pretty rare to see it like yeah. really bad yeah i mean yeah like i think i'm I'm from an era when you were lucky. Yeah. The only thing that bothers me. Or oh. dynamic movement. But like this, no, this is like <laughs> something that you have to talk about because it just looks so good. And it it's looks seamless. It's, it's all, so it's every... smooth mm. and detailed and just 
beautiful with the effects and I'm just sitting there watching like I was from the first episode I was like how do they have the money for this this is yeah this is I think there must be some CGI involved yeah Mm, yeah. every time I look I watch it some of the special effects some of the some especially with some character models or when during some scenes I think to myself there must be some CGI used in this and if there is it's well concealed like it just uh, gels really well the art style they're using and it's just it is you know immaculate how clean the animation looks it's utterly smooth like you say it's just it, it, you make, it, it makes you think you know if this is what they look like in just a 20 what seems to be going to be a 24 episode series mm-hmm. it only just begs to you know believe what's going to happen in the final when they do the final arcs with the big battles yeah or the movie yeah oh, the movie, movie yeah. Yeah. Well, yes, I, I just want I, I still want what's that what was that short preview they made um, where they gender bent everyone I want that actually. That looks even Gender better. Bend still. Every... Oh, Fate Prototype? Yeah, it looks so good. I want that actually. <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's just more of that really, I feel, which is amazing. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, yeah. Story wise, like, so interestingly enough, like going into this, like I watched Fate Zero because I heard this was coming out and reviewed it. And then I did mm. watch the uh, Fate Stay Night, the old one. Ah. And, um, <laughs> wow! That well, the thing is, like, I don't. I wouldn't say that it's CGI dragon terrible. <laughs> I would no, no, I wouldn't. People I wouldn't die when they are killed, but it's very mediocre. Um, it's yeah, awful. yeah. It's, like, and it's, especially I mean, when not. you come from like Fate Zero, because Fate yeah. Zero is hurts, yeah. real like tight. And mm. and the thing that really killed me, actually, uh, oddly enough, between the two, Fate Zero and uh, the original, was the color palette change. Because the the original Fate Stay Night anime is much brighter. Like, it's not dark or gritty. It doesn't have lots of grays. It's not like that at all. But it's nice to see that, like, um, Unlimited Blade Works is almost a mixture of the two. It's much darker, but it still retains some of the bright colors. And and I don't know. I think it fits the mood a lot better than the original anime ever did. Because it tried to be really peppy and happy uh, a lot more than it really should have for trying to make us think that oh this is life and death and really serious I think the first anime did channel the visual novels art style pretty well Mm. which like I don't necessarily I of course don't necessarily like the art style of the first visual novel but you know it's just a visual novel (laughs) (laughs) well no I mean look as much as you like something as much as like the source material I bet you it can be improved, no matter yeah, it, what it and is. And it has been. Like, right? if you compare the Vita art to the original 2004 release, there have been a lot of changes. Yes, yes, I've seen those. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, the, the original yeah. Yeah. was no, basically... Well, it was a, was it a, were they a Dojin yeah. circle at the time, or was it they just were like, not Dojin. They weren't Dojin? They were not Dojin at the time. They were just a small company. So. Okay. Yeah. Oh, they weren't? Okay. All right. Couldn't remember which it was. Uh, they they weren't very large though. You compare them to someone like probably Overdrive. They were pretty tiny. Uh, so yeah, yeah, it was good for the time. I think. Oh well, yeah, they you're right. They they did have, but they did yes. have an audience already. I think an established audience because they 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 right. Are, yes. they, it's yeah. the same. It's the same. Which was a that did, uh, right? Yes, I remember yeah. that much. So, yeah, that's it. So, yeah. They started. So they started from yes, Dojin, moved on to an established. I knew there was a Dojin in there somewhere. <laughs> it, it, it's it's interesting. I, I I of course view everything yeah. through my first exposure, which is Fate Zero. So 
like it's it's funny because Fate Zero does a really good job of setting up all three storylines because it has to, right? Yeah, I guess. And yeah, yeah. Um, and then you get into things like like the original uh, Fate Stay Night anime just doesn't deal at all with Sakura, like like and what, neither will what this one, and neither will this one probably. Uh, and and uh, ideally, the idea that like like Fate Zero really is the story of um, basically Saber's fall. It's how she loses faith and mm. and becomes broken. And Fate Stay Night is how she regains the, her confidence. And the idea that maybe she won't actually get <coughs> fixed here in Unlimited Blade Works since she's no longer the, the romantic type hero, heroine really mm. makes me sad. Uh, <laughs> because, I mean, it seems... Like, it I would like, like her to get a resolution despite the mm. fact that she's not the heroine. Like, she doesn't have to be the you know the romantic interest to i don't know learn to trust people again i don't yeah know. i mean like there's signs of it obviously because obviously she's learning to accept that shiro's uh, his personality is that he's always going to put other people ahead of himself and even though she's trying to win the grail uh, the grail you know it's it's, it's a sign that she's realizing well if that's gonna how it's gonna be at least it's a change from kiritsugi I think that's his name. I can't remember now. Kiritsugu. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And obviously, it's, it's such a nice change for her being, you know, through two very different masters, it would seem. So for, for her to be able to like, think, oh, maybe this maybe might go well this time around, you know. But mm-hmm. I think there are, I mean, it's not as a major focus like you would want, but there are, I think, aspects of it yeah. that, are, that are appearing. Mm-hmm. Which yes. is nice. Mm-hmm. But uh, overall, though, the show is. It's, it's quite good to watch, isn't it? It's One thing I have to note, though, is that it is a visual novel adaptation, so it is slow, and I'd recommend marathoning it. Yeah, so would I. Yeah. I haven't even watched it. I haven't played through the visual novels and limited Blade Works part. I only played through the first route, so... Yeah, I would definitely agree, just right off the bat. Yeah, it's best to marathon this thing. Mm. It will be. I and I'll have to say this, though, um, and this is actually my favorite thing about... Mm. Uh, Unlimited Blade Works was actually the first double length uh, zero episode, which is the whole introduction through Rin's eyes. Yeah. So you get an hour about Rin, just her and her life, and then you get introduced to the main character. Yes. And that's that's how all the visual that's how the visual novel roots play. Oh, was it exactly? Well, that's awesome. Yes. That's yeah, it's kind of a bait and switch. They just kind of introduce yeah, the, the main character as this guy, and then you're like, "Oh, yeah, it's just so, oh, oh, he's the main character." <laughs> well, uh, like, uh, regardless, I appreciate it. Like, it's um, it was certainly something that wasn't in the first Fate Stay Night anime. And, yeah, uh, they 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 glossed right over that, yeah. and uh, mm. it really helps establish who she is mm. and what she's trying to do and why she's worth your focus. Absolutely. And, that is true. Uh, and the fact that, yeah, they spent, uh, and then what was it? The first episode was also mm. a double length episode about following the same point of, or period of time, only with the main character. Um, you know, they didn't yep. have to do that. They, uh-huh. you know, they paid the big bucks for an extra, basically, hour and a half of animation for for character development The same purposes. thing over. Mm. Yeah, and uh, that that's great. I'm. It's yeah, it, they, they seem very on. intent on telling the story the best they possibly can in every way um and that's admirable oh no all they have to do is write (laughs) fate on the cover with the magic marker and people are gonna buy the blu-rays uh unless it's made by studio dean in which case everybody runs away yeah but if it's it's, 
That's what I'm yeah, to say. Yeah. Because people have already oh. gotten burned. Overall, sure. it, I think we can so. all agree Fate Stay is a good show. Uh, it's got oh, the production val it's got production values that put everything that I've seen recently to shame. It really does. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Mm, yeah, it's and gritty. it's probably best to marathon it because of its VN roots, as Rock said. And that's that, that I think that basically just tells you all you need to know about this fun fantasy mm-hmm. world. Uh, it's an okay marathon. main character. I don't know. Uh, I don't the, really he, like him. He's he's always he's always a base breaker. He really is. Like I, I'm not going to say that he's terrible, but because he's not, he's okay. But it, it, it's especially sad, though, when you go from Reen, who's really complex and interesting, to him, and you're like, oh, he does good <laughs> and is self-sacrificing, and that's him. That's, that's all he is. <laughs> yeah, that's the... Honestly, He's the guy like... that's supposed to be you. Like, Generic okay, protagonist. That's what he is. And Honestly, one, I like my... this character archetype more, but go ahead, Rock. One of my favorite parts about the VNs, sorry to ramble about that, is about how they change his reactions to things. Like, he is this always helping type of person, but he his ideals are ch- uh, challenged in the later roots. Like, Unlimited Blade Works will run into that eventually, and Heaven's Feel is just, yeah, it just knocks it out of the ballpark. And um, that... Like he may be a boring person by himself, but his reactions to th- the events going on is what makes him a great character for me, mm. not exactly himself. Yes, I think yeah, it was, I think it's awfully comedic. Actually, I don't know why I found it so uh, uh, funny, but when uh, in the latest episode when Archer was trying to help um, Shiro when they were encountering Caster. And every time he's like, oh my god, what are you doing? He's like just picking off by his collar and, you know, Shiro's just... He's doing the good old, like, cartoon style where he's moving around with his arm and leg still. And like, and then what's it? Shiro says, look, I can handle myself. I'll do this my own way. And he just simply, you know, kicks him in midair. He's like, all right, you're good, you good man. It's up to you. I've got, I've, I've got my orders, you know. I know <laughs> what I'm doing. I thought, I thought it way too comedic from what seems to be quite a serious situation where, I don't know, Shiro's about to die to Caster and, and whatnot. But hey... Mm. But the only thing I, I'm going to be missing is, I guess, the writing from Fate Zero, because obviously Unlimited Blade Work is going to be following the visual novel story. And from what I remember from the movie, which probably isn't the best example from... It's not. Exposures. <laughs> yeah. So I'm just feeling... So I feel like, oh, I guess we'll get, you know, the Feast of Kings, like, sort of moment. <laughs> that single episode we're dedicated to just the cast, um, the servants talking among, amongst each other, you know. We're not going to get one of those episodes again. And so I thought, oh, man, that's... I just want more of that, really. Mm. Uh, um, question. Uh, um, confession time. I am actually currently not watching Fate. I haven't watched Fate Zero because I'm kind of in the middle of the visual novel and I don't want to mm-hmm. pl- watch either uh, until I finish Good practice. Don't spoil anything. But I, and, I, and I know the, <laughs> really? the current... I, I know the current series is it's still it's not complete, but it's it's far from complete. But what order? Personally, I would suggest the visual novel, like, then Fate Zero, like this, this, this um, ser- then Fate Hollow. After that, yeah, oh, I forgot Fate Hollow exists. <laughs> everybody, everybody forgets it because the translation that we got for the fan translation was in such a purgatory for such a long time. 
really I just, was. I, I just remember reading the base, the basis of it. I was like, that sounds way too crazy. <laughs> like, what on earth is going on in that? In that well, it was. It, it, it's a sequel to a three-root visual novel, so yeah, invariably exactly. nothing was like, going to make sense. Yeah, I just thought to myself, I guess when it gets animated, I'll, I'll, I'll watch it then. You know, <laughs> until then, which will never happen. But yeah. Yeah, it will never happen. It does too many references to all three routes. Yes. Um, I, I, funny that because I watched what was it? Uh, Carnival Phantasm. By only by at that stage, I only watched was it just Fate Zero and uh, and a little bit of Fate Day Night. I thought this show is just clearly better than all three or all two. I thought to myself, even though it's a completely different type of show, being Carnival Phantasm. Mm. And I did Carnival Phantasm is amazing. <laughs> it's just way too yeah. dumb. <laughs> that show, dumb funny. Yeah. But right. but overall, but overall, just reeling it back in again. Uh, back to what Toshi asked. Uh, a lot of people are going to tell you to do zero fate zero first because that's the way they did. I wouldn't agree with that because the visual novel is really long, and it's probably best to not have the end of the visual novel spoiled for you by something that you're going to get through in a few hours. Well, I mean, it is twenty six episodes at least. I mean, let's be fair it's not a short anime yeah yeah yeah. Uh, but when you compare well, what, yeah. 13 hours <laughs> to 200 <laughs> well okay so so that uh, would be best if first. you're willing so, to do it yes that, a lot of people if you're not aren't. willing the hmm. tv series but, are fine do but but which tv series uh, the current one. Well, honestly, the, the time the time commitment <laughs> the time commitment's gonna be pretty similar. But uh, I think Rock is oh, gonna okay. say do Fate Stay Night first and then Zero. It's probably the best way to do it. Uh, oh no, I'm not sure I would about it. I, I would know, never man. do that. Still kind of yeah, if I'm yeah. saying both, I'd say Zero first. Like okay, yeah, I'd say Zero first, and if you're Flip only doing anime, yeah. Um, but you're okay. right. Like it definitely Zero definitely spoils the vast majority of. Uh, it, of uh, Fate Stay Night, it it because all the revelations are given to you. Oh um, yeah. However, I was I was however, having to police the TV tropes article for spoilers. Yes, but but I'll say this. I'll say this because this is important. Watching, um, I, I still enjoyed watching Fate Stay Night through the lens of having watched Fate Zero, because um, while there are a lot of characters who pass between both, the real trick is that. Like I said, it's Saber's story of how she's broken and why she... And so she views the events of Fate Zero in a very different light from how we actually see it take place. Um, And, you know, like, it's her growth of coming to accept those events. So watching Fate Zero first, um, it's, it's actually very interesting to watch how Saber's reacting to everything in Fate Stay Night. Because you know where she's coming from. And um, you want her to be able to to grow past um, how she perceives those events, and uh, I, I think there's something to be said for that. Um, uh, yeah, just to get back on those, okay. just touch on the spoilers. I won't say, it, but there was I thought to myself, <laughs> there's a scene in the. I'm gonna try you know saying it out loud here, well, as in directly. The scene in the church with the priest guy mm-hmm. isn't that technically spoilers if you haven't seen or you don't know the future of fates. If you don't know the rest of, of the story in Fate's Day roots, because obviously there's a character who the priest is conversing with. Oh, well, yeah, that was interesting that that was in yeah. this version. So well, like, if you, I, I think he oh. comes up in the visual novel, but you don't know who he is, so he isn't relevant. Oh, because yeah. he's like see his face directly. That's the thing. So I was just like thought to myself because if, that, if due to that, see singular scene, 
it would, it would make it seems that the, this remake of Fate Stay Unlimited Blade Work is a much better follow one to watch Fate Zero. Oh yeah, I meaning think that yeah. Fate Zero should be the first one you watch. That's how I. Mm, that's an interesting it. way of putting it because yeah, it's it is very much more. <clears throat> I think they're trying very hard to connect it both visually yeah. and um, storytelling, and, uh, storytelling yeah. to Fate Zero this time. That's why I would have gone with Richard saying Zero uh, Zero being the first because this one seems much more relatable than the previous iteration. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, um, but, well, this one is aware that's well. Of course, of course. Yeah, There's yeah. always that. Uh, <laughs> okay, but yeah. All right. So, um, okay. so that's Fate Stay Unlimited Blade Works. Well, yes, yeah, quite a good show. We're all watching it. Well, we're all watching it, and so we're having good fun. It seems. So that, <laughs> and to make sure everything revolves around Toshi, our wonderful guest, may you introduce to us Psychopath Two, the uh, anticipated sequel. Oh, yeah. Um. And this is going to. If anyone hasn't. Oh, this seen is all, all spoilers, right? <laughs> like the the the, fir- well, the first. Well, if anyone hasn't seen this or is in the middle of like the first, the first series, then this is. I'm totally going to spoil. So what happens. Don't, that feel, bad. don't yeah, feel bad. Yeah. So if you want to skip it, though. Version last season. Yeah. Yeah. But <laughs> yeah. if you want to skip uh, skip this section because of spoilers, obvious spoilers. Uh, just don't worry yeah. on the post uh, we'll have time codes of when we start the next yeah. topic just feel free to skip yeah. we won't feel insulted but uh, but for Psychopaths 2 you really need to be able to talk about Psychopaths 1 yeah and uh, yeah. to be fair there I, was I, a Captain. whole season airing last season All mm-hmm. right, there was a whole season for it yeah, yeah. for a recap you know so yeah. like yeah. shoot us away so uh, at the end of the original Psychopaths they've established that the they've Found out like what the civil civil huh? the civil system is. It's basically a bunch of specific types of people's brains all connected into a giant network computer that scans people that scans people and basically finds out if they're criminals or not. It uh, the civil system is basically this overarching, I guess you could call it a government, yeah, um, an oversight an oversight of society. It overlooks society and basically it determines your potential. And it determines if you're going to be a criminal or not. And they have this organization that is basically their job is to hunt and capture potential criminals, even before they've committed their crimes. Well, 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 well let's let's and be fair here. It doesn't so, decide if you're a criminal or not. What? It, what? It, yeah. Well, being yeah. being a potential However, criminal and being a criminal that's is true. Essentially the but same. yeah, it's, yeah, it's not like it's not like you're born and they're like, this one's going to be a criminal. Yeah, uh, you, you, it does take. No, you have to yeah. live. It, 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 it's it's based on your experiences. Uh, but it does make well a judgment early on, though, because I believe there was a character that they said the, um, the, from season one. The guy with the head clips. I actually completely forgot his name. Wasn't he taken out of every young age because they? they, they well, yeah, like some people are mentally unstable yeah. when they're younger, and it, yeah. you know it happens yeah. early. Other people, it it's their experiences. Yeah. But it's not like the system is like this one. I've decided that this one will be psychotic. This is the chosen one. Yeah, yeah. I, uh, sorry, it was just how you worded it that I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Hold up, hold up, hold up. <laughs> but, but yes, yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah, you're good. And um, the original series was written by the, the Butcher himself. Of Fate Gen Zero. Ha, 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 ha. So, All praise. Yep. Uh, he's, and he's, I've, I've talked with Richard about this before, but he is an yep. excellent world builder. And you know he comes up with great ideas, concepts, and things like that. So it was a very well-defined, very interesting world to explore. And Psychopaths Two takes off from after the events of Psychopaths One. Um, I his name's escaping me, but one of the one of the former observers is now Gino. one of the ex. Uh, not Gino, the, um, not Gino, because Gino's yeah, Italian. Gino. Uh, <laughs> Sorry, go on. But he 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 is currently one of 
What's the English term? Uh, it's All it's enforcers and enforcer, yeah. inspectors. Enforcers. Yeah. Okay, so he um, he used to be an inspector. Now he's an enforcer. Um, Akane, the main the main character from the first series, is now like she's she's the senior she's now. Come, yeah, come, be the... you know, she's coming. Yeah, she she's coming to her own character. She is now you know experienced. Um, uh, inspe- anyone would be after inspector. the events, yeah. <laughs> if you got through it. Yeah, and, and you know. She, and they have a bunch of new characters added. Um, there, I think there are two new uh, enforcers and a new inspect, a uh, junior inspector who was introduced yeah. at the very oh, end of the first season. Yeah, it had such a great. I guess it's spoilers, but I'm not saying it directly again. But it had such a great The Wire moment. I thought after watching the end of Psychopaths, it just was almost like scene to scene The Wire ending. I thought this is the greatest ending you could possibly have. Well, that's fun. Uh, I'm glad I haven't seen The Wire, you bastard. Oh, it's just (laughs) so fantastic. Don't worry about it. No, no, don't worry. I don't feel like you've spoiled anything. Uh, No, no, it's a similar ending, but yeah. Yeah. Uh, Oh, yeah, go on. Sorry. But, uh, oh, so the second second, uh, series starts and there is a new, uh, the first original series dealt with a criminal uh, named Makishima who was basically his psychopath's uh, his psychopaths would not like he could commit crimes, but his psychopaths would not change. Like it would not go above the. Yeah, like it, it was weird. It would it would go up and down. Like it, it, that was the thing. It was. Yeah. It seemed that his psycho. Uh, sorry, psychopaths is the name of the scan. Like that's what they yeah. call it. Uh, they so your your how psychotic are you score yeah, is your, your yeah uh, crime coefficient the like yeah. term they use to like get right. all judgment of how crazy you are right yeah and yeah his was it wasn't that it, it almost seemed like it was unaffected by anything he did yeah almost to the point where you wonder if he could have controlled it like like very simply just been like yeah. now my number's 20 yeah now it's 50 I, now it's two it was like criminally and, uh, uh, and, uh, oh, i can't remember that criminal uh, it's 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 it's, it's hmm. called in type oh a, is that it, what they call it oh, okay it's and uh, um i'll get oh yeah it's it's a double a type mm. double A. I'll get into that. Uh, and he was the big he was the big bad from the original from the first series. Now the second series starts and there's a new criminal who for some reason does yeah, just, not you, appear you on scan the him and he's not there. at all. Yeah, he's invisible. Like it's there's not like you scan yeah. him and it says so. He's committing a crime, but he, it's it's not showing him as a potential criminal or even a criminal. Yeah. He just doesn't show up at all. And he so they're on the hunt for this invisible person, and it turns out that this guy, for some reason, he's able to change other people's psychopaths. So like people's who should be criminals are showing up stro- normal. And one thing that comes up that came up actually it was briefly touched on in the first series was that people have specific colors. Oh yeah, yeah. Like uh, assigned to the to their psychopaths. And one of the big, one of his big, uh, one of the big themes is like what color. That's his, his sort of his mm-hmm. calling yeah. card, I guess you could call it. He leaves the big mark WC question mark, which is what color. And he apparently he's able to, for some reason, he's able to change people's color to a clear. Uh, I guess it's called a clear color is someone who's yeah, not yeah, a criminal right. and cloudy, someone who is yeah. Cloudy, yeah, and it, it, it looks like he does it yeah. through drugs. Um, but well, and like that's the thing that really gets me, at least as far as I've seen. I have not seen this latest episode, so forgive me if what I say is outdated. Mm. Uh, But the thing about it is, what he's really Mm. doing uh, with these people 
is he's making them psychopaths. Quite literally in the actual sense of the word psychopath. Not the cultural, but like the medical term. He is making them um, not have any sense of guilt for actions. Hmm. Like, and they're completely devoid of that, you know? So they don't, you know, and that's probably why their psychopath stays like it does. And it looks like he does it through very specific drugs and... um, other psycho- brainwashing and psychology, and because it's it's definitely a process that takes time. Uh, we're shown that, um, but yeah, that that's yeah. very much what he does. Is he makes them into psychopaths, quite literally. And mm. um, I found it kind of funny because I was almost like, wait, can't? Wouldn't you think the system would be able to scan for psychopathic tendencies? But uh, <laughs> maybe not. <laughs> yeah. Maybe, yeah, he seems to be exploiting some kind of flaw within the system. And he, he apparently has some big plan going on. So there's a bunch of stuff, like one of the, uh, one of the uh, inspectors is kidnapped, and God, he cuts out that her That right there almost made me quit. Eye. I don't do well with <laughs> eye stuff. The, yeah. This is coming from the guy who was blind for a month. Yeah. But, uh, uh, let me just say, uh, eye stuff. Yeah. Ah, eye stuff. <laughs> <laughs> and what he he exploits is now that he has the in, inspector's eye implanted in his yeah he eye transplanted which he, he has her eye he can he yeah he can now use a dominator yeah. like the dominator registers him as her and so he can actually yeah. use it mm. without any any problem and he's and I think like one of the latest things he's done is that he's collected like something like five or eight dominators. And he apparently has some sort of mm. bigger plan in war- in motion. <clears throat> so, anyways, my opinion of this of that's kind of a general overview of what's going on. And my original opinion of this of the psychopath two before the latest episode was that this the current series like it was a holding felt pattern, like it was treading water. It was like. Yeah, it was a whole right because I mean that's the big the, the big thing, right? Yeah, that's the big thing, right? Is uh, that's why uh, uh, yeah. oh, I'm sorry, writing this one, or at yeah. least one of the reasons he's been focused on the movie, and since the movie is dealing oh, more ah. directly with the fallout of of the first series, you know, you're like, well, only so much can happen, and I can see how some people would say that's a problem, but I think it's perfectly right. possible to tell a great story within those constraints. But yeah, um, yeah. Well, my my original argument was that because of the end of the events of the first series, they basically they established what the Sybil system is, and the character of Akane has become... She's fully formed and developed as a character, and she basically states at the very end that humanity will eventually overthrow the Sybil system. Like, you know, this, this, this will not last. So, I mean, structure-wise, as a story, the only logical next step would be the fall of the system. It may not come at the hands of Akane. It might be generations later. But the as a story, the next logical step would be the, the fall of the mm-hmm. system. And anything else would just be a holding pattern until that. Mm. And so, I mean, it felt for me that like this, this series was very unnecessary. They're basically just playing around with the blocks that they have, but they aren't adding anything really new to it. I mean, one thing new that they did add was limitations of the Yeah, that was nice. Like, they had... That like the disintegration mode only has like three, what, shots. three shots. Yeah, yeah. 
and but I was just like, okay, but and, and I mean potentially like the secret behind this new this new nemesis, this guy named Kamui, like his maybe his secret might be interesting, but I couldn't really see like I don't know how would this I mean if it if it points out a major flaw within the system of the psychopaths, it could ruin the movie. Mm. Like they can't really change the movie. So I mean I was like I don't know about this. this <laughs> I mean I'll watch it because it's psychopaths and I kind of like that world and you know playing around in. It. But I'm just like I don't really see this really going anywhere interesting. Like they added a bunch of new characters so they can kill them off basically. Mm. I mean the newest the new the new inspector was kind of. I mean, she's kind of. She seemed like whiny and annoying to me, and like it was that old trope of it's it's the new play by the rules, very strict, you know, I, you know, going by the book cop, and the veteran, yeah. you know, sort of bends well, the rules that, and but does the best part, thing, cop. And the best that part about that though is that it's it's Hanakanazawa at her most Hanakanazawa y, where she's that's the voice actress, <laughs> yeah. where she's pretty much just yeah. playing I am monotone Hanakanazawa. And um, it's so funny in Psychopaths because you're right. It is that very set up stereotypical dichotomy, except for the fact that it's quite clear she doesn't give a damn. Like Akane is never anything less than polite. Um, uh, she's she's yeah. just kind of it's like, yeah, I'm, I'm doing this. I did it. Suck it. Um, but the thing that that <laughs> and like I, I I took your your complaints and I I, I processed them myself. I sent them up. You know, I sent them to the, yeah. to the brass. It's, she, it's like she's she is she, Akane by the second season has such a unique place in society. She basically has carte blanche from the civil system. It, whatever <laughs> she wants to do, whatever she wants to do she can do. I, I um, always think it, I always thought that she's kind of like a, a futuristic Saint uh, Jane d'Arc. Like she's like, cause she's the only one who knows the secret behind civil system that she is, she's almost free to like, everyone's willing to just to follow her because she's almost, you know, almost like, you know, in the sense that she's got, she's being told what to do, but she also knows the civil system. Therefore she has the freedom. Mm-hmm. I always thought she's like a futuristic show. And then obviously one's a Jane d'Arc later on, I assume might happen, but obviously we don't know, but, and that is, oh, I won't say anything to, because I think something happens that might affect mm-hmm. the story for you, Richard. That is, yeah. But I, I always thought that she's a bit of a fe- well. I only think of that now, thanks to the latest episode. That yeah. She's a future futuristic Joan yeah. of Arc. Okay. Uh, question now: Who who's seen the la- uh, latest have. episode? Have you, Kevin? Not yeah. me. Oh, okay. 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 So just Sorry, you we'll, two. We'll keep. We'll keep. We'll keep those. Um, uh, we'll keep that little bit of information safe. Well, um, well, like, so that was my opinion up to the latest episode. Mm. The latest episode basically turned that all around. I am now totally in. Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. now like... <laughs> you I, get I, it. I it's always great when that happens, right? This series yeah. yeah. Um, and Richard, you may not want to listen to what I'm about to say. I mean, anyone who's not purged... Uh, anyone who's not seen the latest episode might want to, like, take off their earphones or something. All right, well, I'm, uh, all right. <laughs> uh, let's see, how are you guys going to contact me? I'm looking at the Skype keep, window, so. Uh, keep, uh, yeah, keep on the Skype, I'll say. Yeah, so. we'll, we'll right, message you, right. it's okay to come back. Yeah. <clears throat> all right, here goes. The latest episode reveals that the current series is actually a pre-sequel. It's basically, it, it reveals how the civil system was created, it reveals the origins of the civil system, and it establishes, it, like, it reveals um, Kamui's secret, 
which was actually very interesting and actually yeah. made a lot yeah, of I sense. I feel like some people might be disappointed how that's revealed <laughs> because obviously, because uh, uh, I know I know Richard wasn't happy how Makishiga Shoga, the previous um, antagonist, saying that, mm-hmm. oh, he's just a moon. He wasn't happy about it. So yeah. this one might be even more of a gimmicky reveal that how he gets away with his crime. But, I mean, it seems, it seems less... Like, Makishima was just like... Makishima's reveal was more by random chance. It, like, it just, mm. he happened to be This one that, was artificially that, created, yeah, it's more it, forced. This was, yeah, this was artificially created mm, yeah, by yeah. accident, and it's not really something that can Again, be seems, recreated. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's fantastic, right? <laughs> and it also, oh yeah, and the latest two episodes also address one of Richard's major problems was, like, why doesn't the civil system do anything? Yeah. Like, I mean, for one, now you have, like, the, the kidnapped, in, uh, uh, inspector, like now you have multiples of her mm. running around. So why doesn't this the system just like take away her authority? And the system should be able to control the dominators by remote, so it should just shut them down. But the latest two couple of episodes have established like the system. First of all, the system determined that the in, the inspector uh, her legal, actions. They're fine. Yeah, yeah. They're, it, like she's within the realms. Yeah, there, yeah. there. There's no. She's within the yeah, and and like her psychopath mm. is clear, so there's there should be no problem, and the system is basically following its own rules, which is yeah. essentially a loophole now, which is being exploited. Which I thought, okay, that makes sense. It the system itself, it yes, it is a bunch of connected human brains, but it is still mm. essentially a system. So it, it it's saying that, okay, like I I see nothing wrong with this person's actions despite the fact that there's something nefarious going on, but that does not give me reason mm-hmm. to stop that person. Yeah. And and also the fact that, like, it dis- it looks as Kamui as unnecessary. It, like, it does not see Kamui as something that it wants. Yeah, that's the real kicker, yeah. something that it should really give a kicker. shit about. Yeah, the fact, like... And the fact that, like, it says, like, you know, it's it's determined that, like, comedy is no, He has no, was it, as a positive or, or positive input into the civil system because he's the exact opposite of what they want to create. Right. That's the thing. Yeah. Yeah. And it also, it largely hinted at something that was briefly, like, very ever so hinted at at the very end of the, of the first series was the fact that Akane is mm, the same yeah, as Makishima. Yeah. That's why they've kept like her she around. She is that's that type. Yeah. She is a type AA. Yeah. And then that's why the civil... But interestingly enough, that was also... I was like wondering, why has the civil yeah, system not attempted power, to yeah. incorporate <laughs> her? Yeah, I and mean, why mm. hasn't it tried to assimilate her? But they also established the fact that like they're trying to find a way to create mm. the type AA artificially. And the basically what happened was the that was that was the the new yeah, yeah. Inf- enforcer guy, like he he was the result of that, and he was a <laughs> massive massive fuck up. <laughs> so like, because one he started out as a potential criminal, and he also has a tendency yeah, he has to highest, cloud uh, other people's psychopaths. Highest crime coefficient. That's the thing. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So that was actually I thought really interesting mm, and totally to turned me around. <laughs> so like, if yeah. anyone. Anyone, I, I, I don't. Like, it's too late now. You've got It's too late for you. <laughs> it's too late now. Like, and it's and it's really hard for me to say, tell people, like, to really suggest, like, pe- that people stick it out because the only people who are actually yeah. listening now are the people who have mm. stuck it out. Okay. But, Shall we uh, bring back yeah, the two third of our cast? <laughs> I mean, yes. 
Yeah, let's bring back the other two, uh, the two uh, fifths. Oh. Sorry, the two third. Oh, I've only got that last one. Let's bring back the two fifth, the other two fifths, shall we? Yeah. Oh, so wait, this way. Yeah. Oh, I, I, this, I had such a, um, uh, maybe, maybe, should we wait for confirmation there yet? Hmm? Uh, what now? Richard. Oh, yeah, no, I'm just, no, it's all done now. Yeah, and okay. Kevin's back. Yeah. yeah should so, be no more now. spoilers, but yeah. Anyway, I had such a, um, I had such a great. Uh, this is really early on the episodes. Um, when it, I think it was the first episode. I had such a great fanboy moment where they never said it in the first season. I never know. I never, I know that one I just completely forgot. But he, when the, the moment they just said, "I'm administrating justice," that that line made me squeal. Like, I thought that's such a great line for like every 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 day term. Just like <laughs> I'm administrating justice. Well, the, the the term for administrating. It's just wonderful in, the, in how they're using it because obviously when they're administering justice, they're, they're essentially killing someone, you know, or or most of the times. And the the way they say it, the, the term just administering to, you know, to carefully uh, use or or such. It's just wonderful. I thought it's just it's perfect because it's you know the other way you see it, the other times you would see administrating is I'm, I'm administering medicine. And medicine's the justice. I just think to myself, that's a great line. I had such a fanboy moment when they, you know, when they go, "I'm administering justice." Bang, bang, bang. I'm like, that's perfect. I'm now going to say that uh, every like, day. That's that's some Judge Dredd <laughs> stuff right there. Yeah, to be fair, yeah, that is Judge Dredd almost. Yeah, uh, well, I've got to use yeah. that every day. You're going to start I, walking around administering <laughs> justice to people. Yeah, I'm administering justice to this bank account. Uh, but, um, you left your ham sandwich in the fridge for three weeks. I shall administer I mean, justice. Uh, but uh, um, I don't know if you guys know this, but I, I thought there's a um, clear, um, nice little reminder of how Psychopaths 1 went. And in the sense that if you remember how they have, everyone in the in the division kept comparing Kogami, the um, old, his, um, Akane's old... Um, What's the name now? I've got now. Uh, term for the uh, criminals they have. Uh, enforcer, yeah. They, they keep uh, uh, the comparing enforcer? the enforcer to the anti- uh, criminal they're trying to catch. And now you're getting that same kind of mirror effect with uh, Kamui and um, Togane. The, um, the new, I like that nice little mirror effect. Yeah, the, yeah. The, the people are saying, like, the oh, the only character. reason why he's able to help yeah. Akane you know, carry on the investigations because he also thinks too similar to um but um mm. to Kamui, which is I thought it's a nice little effect as well. I just thought, oh that's a nice little but obviously yeah. you know. <laughs> yeah. Oh it's fantastic, <laughs> right? Yeah, <laughs> the the series itself is really good, I think, so far. Because, <laughs> I mean Richard Richard heard my like my opinion of the latest series and yeah while I was continuing to watch it I was very just like eh, on the on the fence like I mean mm. I, I could I could take it or leave it, but yeah, the latest episode really turned me around. Okay, yeah, so. but it's fantastic, right? I mean, are you enjoying yourself at the moment, Richard? At episode seven? Oh yeah, no, absolutely. Um, like that's the thing is, I, I was really liking how the story is coming together. Um, I I'm, I like the methodical way that he's trying to figure out not only how the dominators, but how the system itself works mm. um, for whatever he's planning to do to exploit it. Um, I like the idea mm. of you know, basically good old fashioned psychology plus brainwashing plus drugs to get yeah, people yeah. Pl- plus some serious yeah. Stockholm syndrome oh, that, yeah, to get people episode, to do what he wants. Yeah, um, that episode with the uh, the medical store. Oh, that that was a kicker, really. Oh, Jeez, that was that was <laughs> the, that was one of the, my earlier complaints was the, like the overkill with the uh, with the lethal mode. 
Like they were do they would have somebody blow up in almost yeah, every episode. The ultra violence is is high on this one. Uh, mm. yeah. So yeah. yeah. Overall though, see good another good offering for the season, right? A very yeah. good offering. Yeah. Uh, and then that would lead us to the wonderful show that Richard would like to introduce to us is Cross Ange. Crossing. Uh, no, it's, it is Ange. Because it's her name is okay. her name is Angelise. So I it see. becomes Angie is what they call right, her. So. But I always call it Crossang because I don't care. Yeah, uh, just like, I, I have no respect for the show. I have yeah, no respect for the right, So uh, I'll let you take it away. Um, all right. So on the surface, I would say Crossang is actually, or Crossange is actually um, an, an interesting, fun anime concept. It's basically, there's this magical society that in a, it's a, in a very modern day style kind of world. Um, but everyone can use magic. And, um, so, you know, you, they use magic to do everything from carry their groceries home to play futuristic Quidditch or, you know, whatever. Um, uh, is it, is it in replacement for electricity? Sorry. No, no, it's not. Oh, okay. no, but it's everything's there. Electricity's there. It's just, oh, okay. Okay, cool. Right. Uh, everybody it's has magic. magic uh, has been they have this magic, which it's basically, as far as I can tell, the magic is telekinesis for, okay for lack of anything else. There might be other things it can do, but what I have seen it do so far is telekinesis pretty much only. And um, yeah. and so, yeah, they, it's basically like this is the world, but you find out that every once in a while a child is born who uh, doesn't have magic, and it is, in fact, an athema to magic. So if they actually touch magic, the magic collapses and shatters. And so oh, the <laughs> society... The society treats them as non-humans, and so they are arrested. Racism. Yeah, they are arrested, captured, and basically thrown in prison forever and ever and ever. And in fact, the actual normal society really doesn't care what happens to them as long as they're gone, well, right? Because they're not humans. Who cares? Uh, and if this is the story of the the princess of this, uh, I don't know, this kingdom, this this nation. And yeah. basically what she discovers in the first episode is she's one of them. Her whole life she thought she was just a lazy noble who had a maid to do everything for her. Uh, when in truth, she actually had no magic whatsoever. And the, her, her, yeah, own, her parents own parents, like she legit didn't know. Like it wasn't she was hiding it. It was, it was hidden from her uh, pretty cleverly by her parents. And what has happened is so she goes from being... You know, this super upper class, you know, soon to be leader of a whole nation to newest inmate at the prison. And what we find out is their life in this prison is they're basically trained to use a mecha and sent out to fight dragons. Oh, it's that anime. What are they fight dra- like, the yeah, and so and it, it's mecha, it's Gundams versus uh, versus dragons. And I say Gundams because it's the designer of Gundam Seed doing it and it's Sunrise. And, okay. um, you know, I'm, I'm actually okay with that. And a lot of it is about so it's, her trying to readjust to the whole, you know, new society and the new world and how she's supposed to, you know, figure out how to act in this. Um, and on that level, it could be an interesting show. It really could be. It could be a fun one. Um, uh, it could be played serious and be good. It could be more lighthearted and be good. Um, but my problem... Uh, but I have a fundamental underwriting problem with the show that prevents me from liking it. Uh, even despite the fact that I will watch pretty much anything with dragons in it. 
Um, <laughs> like, like that's my weak point. I admit it. Um, How's Dragon Age? <laughs> sorry, 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 yeah. sorry. <laughs> Good stuff. Good stuff. Yeah, yeah. We, we, I've, I've. Uh, it, I still haven't watched Cassandra ride a dragon into another dragon, but I assume that's coming. Uh, anyway. Uh, sorry, 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 my fault. Sorry, uh, but basically, you know, here's, here's the deal with Crossing. It has fan service up the ass. Like, it has Literally. so much fan service. Literally up the ass. <laughs> Literally oh, up the ass. Um, and here's the thing with it. I'm okay with fan service. Like, if I, if I can watch something like Dragon Air Academy which is a fan service oh, anime. Yeah, that, yeah, and I can yeah. enjoy it just for the dragons and, and be okay with it, then you know there's a problem if I say Crossing messes up. Yeah. I actually and, watched Dragon Air. Yeah, that, that's, that, was, that was quite high. In, in the amount oh, of yeah. Oh, yeah. That was very, yeah. very, very high in the fan service. Anyway, yeah. so uh, so here's the, here's the deal. Let me, let me first establish some things before I get into my complaints. First of all... Um, Fan service is something I view almost as a necessary evil at this point. Mm. I don't. I, it's never a deal breaker for me, really. Um, I I prefer that it's not there, but if it is, so be it. And I get that people mm. like it, and there's nothing wrong with you liking it. It's a fantasy; you can like it. You know, if if that's what you want in your anime, that's absolutely fine. I mean, and, it's present in every medium anyway. So, right. There's know. always some <laughs> level of it. I mean, exactly. again, I'm happier when it's not there. But just because... But then again, I'm, I'm not... It's never just, uh, oh, this has fan service. I'm not going to watch this. No, it's never yeah, that. Yeah. I just kind of can put it out of my mind and go on. Um, and that's the first thing, all right? The second mm-hmm. thing I need to mention is violence, specifically ultraviolence. Um, again, that's also something that um, I don't really have a problem with. Uh, I'm perfectly fine with Brunhilde in the Darkness or Psychopaths or even Blood Sea, which is big on the ultraviolence. I'm okay with that. Um, I think it can be done well. Um, sometimes I'm like, wow, that's a bit much. Could we tone it down? But again, there's nothing wrong with liking that. Um, yeah, again, series have been based off it. Uh, was it Final Destination? It's just extreme gore. I'm yeah. Pretty sure. Yeah, exactly so. And, and that's fine. So that's the thing. Yeah. Or or Saw. Yeah, that's what Saw is too. And uh, oh yeah, Saw. I, I don't watch these films. Sorry. Yeah. No. Neither do I. Like that's the thing. And with anime, I'm I'm okay. But when it gets to the live action gore, I'm like, I think I'm okay. Thanks, guys. Mm. And like other yeah. than like eye stuff, as I said with Psychopaths, uh, mm. I'm I'm generally okay. And I have to put this out here first because of what I'm about to say. So normally, Ultraviolence doesn't bother me. I'm usually actually okay with it and think it's pretty cool. Uh, Fan service. Take it or leave it. Sometimes it's actually handled really well when it's integral to the plot because it's like a love story or, you know, a more mature adult Mm. romantic story. Yeah, whatever. Fine. Um, You know, no issue. Take it or leave it. The problem with Crossing is this. Upon arriving in the prison, uh, Angelis is, for all rights and purposes, raped. Uh, Like, straight up, she enters into the prison and the, the head commander of like the mech unit and the prison warden strip her naked slam her on a table and do some serious insertion um body cavity search well and that's the thing it's not a cavity search i found out um uh like according to the website apparently uh Mm -hmm. 
apparently what they're doing is they're um, actually implanting a device that lets her control the mech. However, oh. it is never said that that's what's happened in the anime. Not mm-hmm. once. Not as yeah, it mentioned. I did not know you that don't at all. see the device. You don't see anything. So basically, though, and it looks like they're either cavity searching her or just trying to break her. And it's never established. But it's very clearly, regardless of what happens, it's very much rape imagery, right? But the trick is, I don't even have a problem with that. Uh, you know, rape is a serious thing. However, as. as, as storytelling concept it can be done well there are stories where uh it is pivotal to the plot i don't think it should just be thrown there just used as something easy to get your point across but in a story like this where where someone is supposed to be incredibly dehumanized i believe it is an acceptable plot element so i don't have a problem with what happens as much as how it happens basically what happens is we are shown um Moments of extreme titillation followed by scenes of something that's supposed to be horrible. Like, this is not supposed to be, uh, even, I, this is terrible to even say, but this is not supposed to be like a sexy rape, right? This isn't, this isn't, uh, rape porn. This isn't like the fantasy of it, you know? I this see what you mean, this yeah. is supposed to yeah. be horrible. She is supposed to be being broken. That is the point. We are supposed to, as the audience, be watching this and going, Whoa, that is some horrible crap. However, this is literally how the scene goes. She's she's pushed against a wall. Her clothes are sliced off her with a knife. And we get a great view of her rack and panties. Like, you know, it's fan service hardcore, right? Then she's slammed against a wall and slammed against a table. Again, horrible, horrible violent imagery, right? Then Mm -hmm. it immediately switches to her ass up in the air, shaking back and forth. Again, sexy imagery. Then we switch back to her face as she screams, as she's being violated. And then we end with a scene of her curled up on the ground in the fetal position with blood pooling between her legs. All right? We have we keep intercutting something sexy with something that's supposed to be horrible. It's very schizophrenic. And it makes me sick to my stomach. Like, it, I was I was watching it. This is the first time actually watching an anime where I've kind of been, like, appalled by it. Because it's not only is it bad writing, it's in bad taste. Mm. And uh, so I'm upset by that. But that's only the beginning. Um, that's yeah, and that's in the first episode. The next episode, you know, we get to see, you know, uh, that the one of the... I don't, I don't know what to call call her even but it's she's like the third in command of the squad or whatever yeah she's basically prison raped two other girls into submission right like to the point where you know they've put it in their head that oh it's a loving relationship how she comes up and molests me in public you know and you're like oh okay well this is disturbing yeah of course by the end of that episode that woman rapes uh angeles as well Well, it it's attempt. No, no, no. There's some insertion okay. in that stuff. Like, there's groping. Okay. She's on the table. She's forcing herself on her. Um, if you want to get down to the... Like, the thing is, the, the legal definition of rape, as it turns out, differs from state to state. So, you know, uh, we some say yeah. it has to be insertion. <laughs> some says not. Just know, in this case, I don't even know. I'm not quite sure due to the censoring if there was insertion or not. It's hard to tell. But there was certainly, there's groping, there's molesting. It's a sexual assault, if nothing else, right? 
Um, And of course, it's supposed to be horrible, right? She's screaming, she's crying, she's fighting back. And at the same time, they sexualize it constantly. Again, I'm sitting there like, if it's horrible, make it horrible. If it's sexy, make it sexy. The mixing does not work. I think it was uh, yeah. the next episode that also did it for me, where they're at the they're at the a gravesite, and they're talking about all Ooh. this grim, dark, horrible shit, and it's raining, uh. and you can see the commander's bra through her shirt. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. As they're discussing like the death yeah. of people and friends, and and honestly, th- th- that's the kind of the next thing. So there's the sex element, the the. Uh, Disresonance. Yeah. I, I don't. That's not a word. I'm sure, but you know how it just doesn't fit. Like dissonance. There's that dissonance. There we go. See, look, there's words. They exist, <laughs> and now I know them. Uh, and uh, like, but that's not the only time it does that. Um, like when they're piloting the mechs, they're basically wearing thongs. Yeah. Yes. And the way they ride the the thing is they're riding like those. Uh, I, I want to say like the the Kawasaki motorcycles, like where you pretty much lay down. It's, they're they're the riding motorcycle. speeder bikes from Return of the Jedi. Yeah, there we go. It, it's it's oh, like that where you're leaning jokes. forward, but of course the the butt is elevated, right? You know, so you're always getting an ass shot of the Isn't thong. That always and of course they got it's always happened, right? And then they also have the cleavage yeah, windows, and, and you know all that good they also, stuff. Uh, also, like the their their connecting device is attached to their ass, and it's like a tail for some more yeah. fish stuff. Yeah, and mm. and and so we're getting those scenes constantly interspersed with ultra violence. People exploding, like graphically exploding. It's like, oh, look, graphically exploding. Let's check out a rack. Again, it's this thing where you're undercutting everything you're trying to do. You're trying to make me go, isn't this horrible? But at the same time, you're like, hey, hey, are you horny yet? Are you horny yet? Like, you see how these things don't mix? (laughs) So basically, CrossEng is... A series that wants to have its cheesecake and eat it too. And but that's <laughs> the thing. You can have fan service yeah. in this. Just keep it separated from the things that are supposed to be horrible, right? Like you can have every tit bounce and, you know, ass shot you want, but it probably shouldn't be in a scene where I'm supposed to be going, Wow, this is serious and horrible. Right? Um mm. and so yeah, there's that, and then my my final, of course, big complaint is the uh, the next one where she lands on this island. Uh, she crash lands on an island, and she wakes up bound to a bed, butt naked, with a guy standing over her. Right, and you know the whole thing is they play it off like it's that the the traditional anime accidental pervert, right? Oh, right. He's like, I didn't know. I. He's like, I tied you up because I didn't know who you are, and I took off your clothes because you know, uh, you they were wet because you were in the ocean, and I'm I'm like sitting there, and I'm like, and she freaks out, and you know, we're supposed to laugh and be like, oh, look at her misunderstanding him, and I'm like, guys, this joke doesn't work anymore because she has been raped several times in the last few days. All right. She is a recent rape victim, for God's sakes. She's not overreacting like she's reacting quite rationally to this. And the fact that no less than three times does he end up with his face 
crammed in her to her vagina. Like, literally. Like, face-on-vagina action. And again, it's like, oh, look at her overreacting to his silly antics and clumsiness. And I'm just, like, sitting there flipping off the screen. <laughs> like, like, guys, this this is something that, first of all, is blasé because it's so overdone. But does not work now because your joke is, oh, look at the rape victim thinking she's about to get raped. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding like me? It sounds like a show of two extremi- uh, extremities. Right. Really. Yeah. But just, I, just extremities in general. But so let really. me just, and I'll say this though. The following episode after that, I have zero problems with. It's basically her maid shows up. And we have the new version of Ainge who's basically become like a hardened bitch. Like that's what she's become. And it's, you know, her dealing with this person who knew her as a pampered princess. And it's yeah. just about their interactions. And yeah, there's a little bit of fan service, but there's no dissonance anymore. Yeah. Uh, and I was sitting there, I was like, this was an episode of good character building. Yeah, there's the later episodes have not been as bad as yeah, the first. I'm gonna but, I'm gonna I'm just gonna play the other side here. Yeah, I'm watching Crossing too and I agree with everything no, you're saying, of course. Sorry. The island was the low point of the show. And from there, it has progressively been getting better to the point where this last episode there was no objectionable material, which is ironic since it was the beach episode. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, not true. It, but, it, but this latest here. episode showed everything that Crossing can be and more to the point it kind of showed us the way for the next core, which is probably where things are going to pick up, like I'm really hoping, and, and get yeah. away and from this stupid distance. Because I'm hoping that the dissonance was to keep the audience off balance, such that the writers could just do whatever the hell they wanted to develop the characters while not committing to anything. Mm. Uh, and But here, unfortunately, is the question that Cross Angel uh, raises, okay? Yes. Is it worth is it is it ever yeah, going to be worth going through end. all that for like quite literally four episodes of like the worst crap I've ever watched it, to yeah. to get to this and I would I would almost I no I wouldn't almost I would say no it's not um I think that y- y- you know like people are like oh just put it out of your head you know oh it's it's in the past but you can't do that this is my time you know no. that I've spent and wasted on this and <laughs> felt appalled and and yeah. just annoyed and ugh. and um it's a question of yeah right there, there, there are a lot of there are a lot of things say, yeah. there are a lot of things out there that I will tell you just get through it and it you'll be rewarded for it uh there are a lot of things I could bring up right now, but those are irrelevant. The point mm-hmm. here is going to be that I'm not sure if Crossing is going to be worth it to everybody, and it probably won't be. Yeah. I how this season goes will determine if uh, you know uh, if I think it was a waste of time. If I think it's a waste of time, it's bad. That's usually what my metric is. <laughs> Uh, it is not currently a waste of time, but if it goes back to its old ways in the first few episodes, it will probably start wasting my time again. The idea is, hopefully they've grown out of this, and now they're going to get to what we all were hoping for. And if that happens, I might be able to recommend it to some people if they're into that. I don't know. Mm. It's going to be difficult to sell. Yeah. Um, and, and don't get me wrong, like it could get great, um, but... The, the 
the way it started is just just turns me off so so much that I it it would I don't know if a series can be good enough to make me go you know what that was worth it um, mm-hmm. and yeah. it's it's also it's kind of like uh, not only that but it's also the time thing right like people tell me things like oh you should watch One Piece it's great. And I'm like, I don't know. And they're like, well, you know, after the first hundred episodes. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, no, 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 stop, stop. If anything you say starts with the words, after the first hundred episodes, we already cannot agree. Yeah. <laughs> like, we're done. Um, and don't get me wrong. I'm not saying One Piece is bad. I'm just saying if it takes a hundred episodes to get good. Wow. Okay. I just don't have that time. Uh, yeah. I'm an adult and have this thing called a job. Uh, yeah. And yeah. Uh, <laughs> sorry, hard, but anyway, sorry. There's my rant on crossing. Um, Cro- crossing I'm, is a very complicated yeah. subject. I think we can all agree on that one. Yeah. Uh, there, are, there are quite a few people on any day that are watching it. I'm watching it, and we keep watching it. It's it's not really turning any of us away, but it's gotta capitalize on the fact that it started to move away from all of this it really has to move on yeah. if it's going to keep any of the audience if it keep, if it goes right back to what it was doing we're probably out that's really the end of it so yeah. we're hoping mm-hmm. we really are because <laughs> hmm. as i've always put it i've had this thing uh me and a couple people i grew up with we've had this thing we call like the three issue rule or the three episode rule if, yes. if three issues of a comic or three episodes of a TV show like are just bad, 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 you drop it. You Pretty know? much. And mm. look, mm. I sat through what four, five of of that were mm. utter crap in Crossing. Yes, and you know that's that's it. But um, you know, if it doesn't bother you, like if if everything I said, and you're like, if you're sitting there listening right now, and you say, "Well, that didn't bother me," you know what? Honestly, okay, good for you. Um, yeah. Really, I, I, I don't you like it, like yeah, yeah. You enjoy something. Uh, there's nothing wrong with enjoying something that I don't enjoy. You're not <laughs> me, right? Um, yes. Uh, I mean, I, as much you you have every right to your opinion as much as I do to mine, and that's fine. Um, and and honestly, I in some levels I wish um, then I I was somebody like you who just enjoyed it because I want to enjoy yeah. things. Like that's yeah, just, I mean, yeah. people I'm, always, I'm exactly like you. Yeah. Of reviewers that like they love to tear shit apart, and generally, when a review is a bad review, it's generally more entertaining and interesting. Mm-hmm. But no reviewer actually goes into something go- thinking like, "I'm gonna tear this shit a new one." I, I mean, you know, he's hating it from the start. Like everyone wants <laughs> something to be good. Generally, it's like I mean, a lot of things you'll go into like, "Oh god," I mean, this is probably going to be bad. This is probably going to be terrible. This is probably a waste of time. Mm-hmm. But no reviewer wants it to be bad. They want it to be good. They mm-hmm. want something to like turn their, their initial opinion around. But yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah. If Cross Ends was yes. great. Uh. Yeah. <laughs> if it had started out better. <laughs> that's, that's a so lot sorry for that would... long rambling rant, but uh... yeah. there's gonna be a big long postmortem from a lot of reviewers on Crossing. Yeah. I'm gonna be one of them. I've got I've signed up for that one for better or for worse. I'm through it through the whole thing. <laughs> so you'll be okay. hearing from me on that. I'm very yeah. much on Richard's side here that the first bunch of episodes were absolutely all over the place. Not 
I don't know if I call them bad, but they were a really horrible representation of how accessibility a, should work. Well, it's a waste of show. potential, yeah. I think. The first few episodes. Yeah. Yes. And and that's yes. the thing. Like, I'm I don't know if I'll be reviewing uh, Crossing. I don't. Probably not. Probably not. Uh, yeah, like it's gonna be yeah, difficult because, to do it because of where I am on it. However, it might might be worth reviewing or looking at in a different way. Like, in the can it win yeah. me back? Kind of. Way. I doubt it. Uh, that that <laughs> might make it. for an interesting article, but um, yeah. at the moment, like, so I'm very torn about if I'll if I'll be actually reviewing it or not. Um, but. Uh, hopefully you can understand where I'm coming from uh, and what got me about it, uh, even if you disagree or it didn't bother you. I, and, uh, I, if yeah. I could, I'd just like yeah. to mention, I guess, two things about, I mean, away, away, getting away from yeah, the, the opinions, words. emotional mm-hmm. opinions, I mean, honestly, like, the as as an anime, it looks great. The voice cast is amazing. Yeah. I mean, sh- holy shit. They are... <laughs> Can I just uh, I'll, let me just let me just list list off a few of the names on it? I mean, <laughs> first the main character is a uh, Nana Mizuki, and then they've got Eri Kitamura, who are the two main characters. Yeah. There's also uh, Yukari Tamura, uh, Hoko Kuashima, uh, Megumi Harashi, uh, Hayashibara. They've got uh, Mamoru Miyano. Yeah, she's back. Yui she's Horie. back. They've got Takako Honda. They've got Yukana. They've got Ami Koshimis. I know a lot of these names are like flying over people's heads, but these are people whose names. Well, these are people whose names. If yeah, I see right their now, name, <laughs> like, I can recognize it immediately. Just their name. Like I mean, most anime. Here, here's a little insight into the voice acting area of anime. Most anime will only have one or two notable voice actors because of their budget. Because any yes. any uh, voice actor who's beyond a junior grade voice actor, like a full-fledged voice actor who gets residuals, they start getting dropped like flies. The minute they start being able to get residuals. Because, yeah. then right, then, then, they, then, then basically they get paid the anime much. production company just doesn't have the budget for it. They only have, like, a budget for one really big-named big actor. And this one has... Yeah, and this one has oh, massive amounts of them. So, like, yeah, Sunrise has the deep pockets. And I wish they'd spent them better, but... Uh, <laughs> Yeah, Actually, so. that reminds me. Didn't I think I remember? Was it a show called K that had uh, I, these names? These names also flew over my head. But apparently, K a couple of years back had the, the greatest, like, like the time, like a great A star ca- uh, cast yeah. list for all its characters. Uh, a lot of, but a lot none of, of them, the, like, <laughs> well, none of them, like, had a big part anyway. If I remember, yeah, I mean, a lot of the uh, the ones with uh, the the sort of uh, geared towards women, like the B, I guess you could you could call them potentially BL material aimed at the, the Fujoshi community, they use a lot of really good mo- male voice actors. But even then, some of them aren't, like, even though they are established mm-hmm. names, they're not getting residuals. They're not, like, they're not a, they haven't reached the A rank. So. I see. As okay. someone who has had voice mm-hmm. acting training and knows some of this stuff, mm-hmm. yeah. Like, the minute you, okay. the minute you reach that rank where you're fully fledged, like, you can get residuals, you, work just dries up. And if you can mm. make it past that that drought, you can get across the desert. Then you're set. But yeah, yeah. Then your name is. And like, I mean, also, uh, what is it? Um, <laughs> Koichi Yamadera is in this. It's like, well, oh well, yeah. For one episode, I would think so. He's in this, and I'm just like, holy shit, yeah. Oh, uh, that's awesome. 
Yeah. Uh, they paid some money, didn't oh, they? This flew over us. <laughs> let, me, let me just say, uh, Koichi Yamadora Koichi, he did the voice of Ryoji Kaji from Evangelion. He also did the... Yeah, he also did the voice Kaji. of Buzz Lightyear. So he got Disney money, so, which is so, huge. Yeah. Would this Japan. be fair to say, yeah. in, in like a comparison, this is like the Brad Pitt and Friends episode, the one time when Brad Pitt... Pretty much! Yeah. Okay, cool. Just, just for people who don't like me, who, yeah. who don't yeah. know any of these yeah. names, this, this is the only way yeah. I can like process and, the um, hype. Um, also, one other thing is like Crossland is actually interesting, an interesting study for me for like where the Japanese subculture society is. Like the fact that like, I mean it's it's Sunrise, so they actually have. I mean they're not like the forefront, like the flag bearers of the anime community, but they do. Their name brand hat carries weight. And the fact that they're doing like this huge, hypersexualized, ultra-violent anime, and like it's it it means like it kind of means that that's the norm. Like this is acceptable, which kind of says something interesting to me. And also the fact that yeah. I, and also the fact that mm. bitch has become part of the lexicon of inappropriately appropriated English words by the Japanese language is kind of fascinating. <laughs> Oh, okay, okay, but the, the the one thing you have to know about that though that that actually gets me because translators yeah. seem to not understand this. The word "bitch" in Japanese yeah, no, it doesn't, doesn't mean "bitch." Yeah, that's the thing. It it's like, it's, that's what I said. It's inappropriately appropriating English words. It's like its meaning is completely changed. It's 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 yeah. not as as versatile as the English use of the words, but it's it's still managed to go mainstream yeah. and and. "Quote unquote, go mainstream and um, yeah. become part of the nomenclature." Which, which by the way, I, I I really love the word. Yeah. By the way. Yes. <laughs> oh, saying Perfect. I'm sorry. <laughs> Maybe like me with uh, administrating <laughs> justice right now. <laughs> I'm going to administer justice by bringing us this, uh, ending this. Uh, what seems to be reasonably long about cross Orange a series yep. up. Sorry. Seems no. very bipolar for some. Yes. So, so, um, so this will bring us to the last two shows, which are awfully similar. So we might as well introduce them. Like, uh, we'll introduce the two shows we're talking about because we'll probably we'll probably be uh, comparing the two, mm. since uh, we've we'll, all of us are a bit of mix and match on this. So uh, uh, we said earlier, uh, it, the show is one of them is Shingeki no Bahamut Genesis, and David, your one was. Mine. Garo the animation is the uh, title oh, that's it given. Oh, just Garo the animation. Okay, that's yes. the uh, yeah the American title. <laughs> oh, okay. uh, that's the American title. Uh, I'm not even going to try oh, to pronounce it Japanese. I'm not that oh, okay. brave. Fair okay. <laughs> so, <laughs> okay. Um, so how? So these uh, are what would be European medieval type shows, high fantasy. I'm led to believe what, which Garo is. Right. They're certainly fantasy based. They're the flagship fantasy, and they're both produced by the same company, the uh, mm. same studio. Um, Mappa, Mappa, who if, yeah, Mappa. Who, if I'm not mistaken, Mappa. they're uh, they're a derivative of uh, a, a bunch of the uh, artists from Madhouse went to form them. I think. Yeah, I love Mappa. Irrele- irre- <laughs> that, that irrelevant, irrelevant for the most part. But what you have to yeah. understand is that Madhouse is known for having pretty excellent animation. Correct me if I'm wrong, guys. Mm. Uh, so the <laughs> fact that a bunch correct. of uh, a bunch of people from Madhouse went and made their own studio. So what does that say? That means that a couple of very nice-looking shows are also competing with uh, unlimited budget works. Yeah, I, I think I think it's fair to say actually this whole season and and Kiseju, which is Madhouse. Well, yeah, yes. this whole season has been awfully set the bar high in terms of just pure visual. 
Yep, like, they're blowing the anime budget for the whole next year. Yeah, it's just uh, joy to look, really. But so, uh, I'll go, we'll start with Bahamut, which is basically set in this, what seems to be fantasy land, but medieval time. But the thing is, that the, but when I say fantasy land, we're talking literally skeletons exist, demons, zombies. dragons, giant zombies, oh, yes, of course. Angels, Pirates demons, got what's going it's on. Got classic, yeah, it's got that classic angels mm. versus demons, you know, hell versus heaven. That sort of thing. Well, yeah. I think it's hell or, or quote unquote heaven, but you know those sort of like uh, themes they're trying to use. And, it's yeah. got this, and then it's based on these these group of people trying to get this one girl who holds the key to all destruction because you know that's how it is yeah. these days. And they're trying to get her to this magical fantasy land called Helheim, and that's basically the adventure that these group of people are trying to achieve. And Garo, by the way, and Garo Garo is uh, of course another fantasy. There's so it's set in Spain, or what's probably Spain, because seems the, like it. Because they, the the Japanese like to make Europe, but they don't like to actually make it Europe. It's mm. probably Spain, <laughs> and it's probably during the Spanish Inquisition, but they never say Why that. Are they speaking Japanese, <laughs> it's because you don't expect it. It's Why are they speaking Japanese? Oh, who knows, David? It's because you don't expect so. it. If it's during the Spanish Inquisition. Nobody expects Oh, oh, bringing in... Exactly, nobody expects it. Nice flying Sorry. circus, guys. Nice flying circus. Now, <laughs> so, it's set in Spain. It's, of course, they're, they're in a kingdom. There's a king, blah, blah, blah. And there is a witch hunt ongoing, just like kind of the Spanish Inquisition kind of did. I'm actually kind of fuzzy on my Spanish Inquisition history. Point is, they're going around and they're killing witches, at least obsessively. So, a lot of people are getting killed, Quite and... Horrible. Yes, they're getting burned at the stake, just like the Spanish Inquisition, which is not the Spanish Inquisition. Just yeah. saying. It's not. It's not the Spanish Inquisition. No. <laughs> okay. No one expects it. Okay, so the series starts off with, of course, someone who's a witch getting burned at the stake, and this uh, basically golden kind of demonic-looking knight comes out of nowhere and saves the baby that was born to this witch, essentially. And then they escape off. The the Mm? child was born literally while she was at the stake. Yes. Yeah, she was which I don't don't want to understand how that happened. Let's just leave that one. (laughs) Magic? Was it magic? Did magic have something to do with it? I think it had to do with magic. Well, he was surrounded by some super force field thing. It doesn't matter. (laughs) Point here is, golden demonic knight comes out of nowhere, takes the baby on his big golden demonic horse thing, and runs off into the sunset, and that's the end of the show. Oh, sorry, no. A few few years pass, and the baby is, you know, grown up, and the world is, it's kind of like falling apart, I guess you could say. There's, I'm wondering if I should say this, because this is kind of getting into spoiler territory for the first couple of episodes, but... uh, Go for it. Yeah. Okay, so the witches, the witches, the witch hunt was, was actually killing witches. It was actually accomplishing what it set out to do. Surprising. Now, the witches and the magicians or whatever were the only things holding back demons from taking over the world. It turns out. So now demons are running wild, and Ooh, the Golden Knight and... Yes, I know. And the Golden Knight and the Sun, blah, blah, uh, they are, of course, like magicians. Most, more or less. They're technically giant Golden Knights. The point here is... That they have to destroy the demons, and they have to stop the Inquisition, which is still more or less ongoing. And that forms the basis of Garo. 
It's just okay. a bunch of people um, in an action fantasy <laughs> going around I and doing that's stuff. That's where the differences would start to appear. Yeah. Would that be fair to say? Yes. Um, I think we, uh, yes. I should add that the, the, the child bears the golden like the golden armor, which is like this legendary legend, the knight of a legendary uh, uh, um, armor of a legendary knight. He bears the golden yeah. armor. Yeah. So oh, I think like, the, 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 so the previous Golden Knight gone. Yeah. Uh, the previous okay. Golden Knight was apparently his grandfather. And so, like, he's, yes. he's kind of, like, okay. fated to save the world or something. Like, it's all on him. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, it's a big action fantasy, whereas Bomet, on the other hand, is more of an adventure, I think I'd say. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes. But they're both set in what seems to be very quite um, similar backgrounds. In the setting. European yeah. magical place. My favorite. Yeah. <laughs> so, in that terms, though, uh, I know you've dropped. I actually haven't actually even watched a single episode of Garo. Um, what would you, I mean? Like, how, how much of a difference? I th- okay for asking my opinion. I'll get this yeah. out of the way right now because this is the unpopular opinion that everybody's going to call me out on. I dropped bombing in the first episode because I just couldn't take it. I didn't like it. Uh, well, I just, I couldn't. I was sitting there, uh, sitting there looking at my computer just going, no, 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 I can't take this, I'm gone. <laughs> it's got that For kind some of goofy, reason. Yeah, to be fair, it has that kind of, kind of like goofy comedy, it, you know. It was pretty goofy and comedy. pretty out yeah, there. Got, and, you know, I can sometimes take that, but there was something rubbing me really wrong about the first, I really the main character. The main character. Yes. I know! Oh, okay, I finally! Wait, finally, like, someone! Were you talking about Favreau? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like yeah, now, I feel like an outlier. Like that's the thing, though. I, I really dislike him. Um, <sighs> basically, he reminds okay. me of Space Dandy. Uh, that's probably it. Okay, okay, <laughs> uh, good. But I thought I was the only. I really one. enjoyed pretty much everyone else. So oh, yeah, everyone's fine. Yeah, I think that. I, wonder, yeah, all, I thought like, that was just me. Yeah, sorry. Everybody I, except I, the yeah. main character is really interesting. Like, like the main character. Like, well, the main character he he falls into like we we covered. Richard's pet peeve of the unintentional pervert, but my biggest anime pet peeve is the the irresponsible character who never has to face the consequences of his dickhole reckless behavior simply because the results are favorable. Oh, you mean the accidental hero? Yeah. Yeah, the the guy yeah. like cuz in the very first episode, spoiling the first episode, like he's being chased by the other protagonist and they're oh, yeah. set down and they oh, run yeah. this giant iron yes. down straight through the streets. Destroying everything, everything. In the way. and like, and like, I he just, gets away with it. it nothing like, happens. No one says happens. anything. In so, fact, the yeah, guy that, who's like after him to take revenge on him for something is played off as the butt monkey. It's yeah. What? Not, not only that, the guy, the guy who was going after him, probably, in actually, probably totally died in the first episode because while they're riding that giant wheel and they go under a bridge and he hits his head on the on the his head on the bridge. And that would totally take his head clean right, like right off. <laughs> if actual fix- physics applied, like his head would have popped off. But, anyways, but it's anime. Physics okay. never applies. Yeah, 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 Look, there is soccer a trick physics, Sparrow. and then there's stupid like, physics. That's exactly what I thought of. I was like, oh, so this, they think he's Jack, Captain Jack. That's without what the charm, obviously. Without the obvious charm yeah. of yeah, 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 with, yeah. without the thing that is Captain Jack, <laughs> yeah, like yeah. the Johnny Depp uh, charm. Well, yeah. I guess it, well, it's okay. a anime flavored uh, Captain Jack Sparrow. Okay, it's an anime flavored version of him. Without any of the charisma. Uh, yeah, no it, charisma. It, okay, I thought I was the only one who was having this issue. Everybody goes on and on about how awesome he is, and I'm like, 
I guess I'm in the minority too. I mean, okay. I think he matures into the role he's meant to play, but I mean, at the moment, he is, for me, a Captain Jack Sparrow, which is, you know, he does it and you think, oh, ha ha, because it's obviously he's already set that tone of camaraderie comedy, you know, it's like, oh, you need, you know, he's doing it because it's, like, it's in good spirit, or in a sense of it's good spirit between the rivalry between him and um, Kaiser at first, you know, because he doesn't really want to kill Kaiser, uh, but. Uh, it's just how, how I always saw it. It's just like it's always been that like uh, ever since this first first episode, every other consequent like how each action scene pans out, I was able to accept it due to the nature of how the story is going to be told. Really. Hmm. Mm. I think my one of my biggest problems is that like his he has very few motivations. Like his motivations are impure. If his motivations were more pure, I think I might be able to get a little bit on board with him. But the fact, like, he starts out, like, he's, he's like, boasting in a bar, like, trying to get laid, basically, and saying, like, you know, my next trip is to Helheim, which basically gets the the protagonist female, like, I need to get to Helheim, this guy can take me. And he spends the rest of the first two episodes trying to get away from her, like, trying to basically backstab her. It's Captain mm-hmm. and, <laughs> so and just like, but but like he 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 has no real investment. His only thing is like he's I don't want to be involved. Yeah, he wants just to grab the money. Yeah, and, go. and so yeah. like so I was like, so why do I want to like you? Yeah, like, it, I mean, if this is a this is a tale of heroism and like you know an adventure and stuff like, but you want no part of this, then I really want no part of you. I'd be more interested if like the the guy who's pursuing him, who's pursuing Favreau, gets caught up and like gets sidetracked from his pursuit to help this girl and mm. go on an adventure. That yeah. would be more interesting. Are, are you guys yeah. even... But Favreau himself is just... <laughs> yeah. I can't get Are you guys, board. like, slightly warming up to him since due to the latest episodes? You know... The, I dropped uh, it, so... Oh, yeah, sorry, Dave. I think it's not like... <laughs> the question's not good for you, Dave, but what about you? Because obviously, the latest episode, I think... I'm trying to remember. I think it was the latest. I don't know if it's the new one aired yet. With um, uh, them trying to fight Ma- uh, Mikkel. Or Ma- no, not Mikkel. What's his name? Michael, isn't it? It is Michael. Yeah, Michael. it is Michael, yeah. It sounds such a, I don't know how we say it, it sounds so average, but obviously Michael the um, Fallen Angel. But um, yeah, so. The Archangel. So, how, do you, are you warming up to him yet due to those latest revelations or how the story's gone? Because it does seem to be some form of companionship uh, of, the, of, the for, of the actual little group forming, right? Or do you still think he's a bit of a twat? Uh, <laughs> Essentially, uh, <laughs> he's, yeah, he, he's, he's still a twat, and honestly, like, the only reason I watched this far was because I knew we were going to talk about this <laughs> okay. series, and I'm fairly certain I'm going to drop it oh, <laughs> after this. Because, like, oh. like, I'm just like, yeah, it's like, I've seen this before much better. Yeah. Like, I've seen I mean, yeah, yeah, obviously this story. That's, uh, Captain, yeah. that's my only, only experience. Yeah. It's cool, though, that you don't like I mean, even I was initially I'm, not warm towards him, and I'm still not. not but, yes. Uh, I mean, like, the, the other characters, like, I mean, my favorite character is, is the little oh, girl. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, she's she is hilarious. definitely my favorite character. I don't think I've think, seen her. I think, <laughs> oh, I think Kaiser's... No, she, does, she doesn't show up to, like, Three episodes, I, I, to be fair, my favorite yeah, is Kaiser it. for a good while because Kaiser just always shouted Favreau. Like his lines were almost just Favreau at, at shouting uh, levels. It was just Favreau, and I was like, "This yeah. guy, he gets it. He gets me." <laughs> you know, but yeah, mm. this show is fantastic. Like um, how we were saying earlier, Studio Mappa makes things look visually great. This one, and I was oh. saying earlier how um, Fate Stay Night Unlimited Blade Works seems to either either they don't use each other or they blend it perfectly. This show does that as well. This show makes the, the use of CGI is at least obvious, but 
but it looks well blended enough for me to yeah. it doesn't look so yeah. obstructing it looks really yeah and because of that they're able to pull off these like massive scale fights especially since last episode with the demons evading the, uh, the castle or the kingdom mm. it just looks fantastic you're thinking oh yeah. great this is amazing mm, I can get yeah, like you get that yeah, sense yeah. of real epicness when these sometimes giant, think, these giant fucking golems just like marching onto the battlefield it's just holy shit yeah, yeah. Exactly, you, you yeah. get that actual sense of epics, which we w- you want from a fantasy story if they're going to use large armies. I mean, I know Chaika tried to appeal with that with the, with the latest arcs with them doing the, the martial arts, well, quote-unquote martial arts tournament, sorry. You know, and uh, it does, it feels like a nice refreshing pace to actually see these, like, which is kind of rare, I feel. You don't see these, like, massive spans of armies, you know, like, going head-to-head. Which is always good to see. It's, when it's well done as well, that's yeah. the thing. Yeah, I mean, I'm, change well, of pace, mm-hmm. really. I mean, I, I'm pretty yes, indifferent. Please, please speak positively. <laughs> I don't want to sp- continue to speak negatively. I, please, please. I'm, I'm pretty indifferent to fantasy in general. <laughs> I'm never. I've never been the biggest fantasy fan, so I'm pretty neutral on both of these shows. Like, I'm watching them, I'm enjoying them, but nothing else really because I've never been that big into fantasy because I've been burned out in the past. Yeah, I should say these. But, are... um, yeah, as we say, these are if any, they don't change. They don't change much. Like this is pretty much generic van- uh, fantasy vanilla. You know, like there's not too many. Um, well, I, that's the thing. Yeah. It's just a it's fun, good. Fantasy. I, it's just fun fantasies. Yeah. That's what I want. Real, reeling back to talk about Garo in comparison, to all of that. Uh, kind of just trying to get Garo out there because I think Garo is the stronger of the two, honestly, for at least the more general audience. Uh, it is very. I think it is an homage, kind of, to kind of the older days of action fantasy. I think some people might agree with me. Maybe not quite to the extent that some people say. Uh, it's a very fun sort of show. There's a lot of action, and just like Bahamut, uh, they blend the CGI and the uh, you know traditional animation quite well. In that, the CGI is a stylistic choice mm. almost in most of the scenes. I enjoy mm. that. It does look pretty good in comparison to the rest of the mm. thing. Uh, I mean, is this one? Uh, I hear this one's a little more violent. Oh, well. probably. In Bahamut, yeah. probably. Because Bahamut is not much shown in the aftermath of when someone, let's say, someone gets stabbed or clubbered. I mean, I don't think when the guy I, hits his head on the bridge. I am a bit behind so on Godro because more... I'm kind of in the same boat as Rock. I'm more of a science fiction guy, but uh, I've never, I haven't seen anyone get like chopped in half yet. The worst I've seen is someone getting well, burned if... at the stake. You know. Oh, uh, so <laughs> you, yeah. you get the shadow of someone getting torn apart by getting ripped apart by horses. Um, yes. And you it, get, there's there's a lot of okay. there's a lot of imagery of like hinting at like they have this priest who has this torture chamber full of all these implements so you can yep. tell he's used them a lot and like yes there, there's a lot of okay. indirect gore yes I mean there is right, definitely yeah, some so gore more, so it's more of like tone setting then yeah. than it is yes I would content. say that's pretty okay. accurate okay um yeah because Bahamut is more like you say it's more of an adventure you. you kind of want to forget well obviously the means of them doing it is the point of the story but like from the consequences and further act in you know the uh, actions of it um seems to be kind of brushed aside almost but it's not too bad i mean like it's still enjo- highly enjoyable i feel if, at the moment if, if i was to compare the two i would say that bahamut rides more on its lore like the world the whole world like this whole this history this this mm. legend the legend of Bahamut all that stuff whereas Garo rides more on its characters yeah 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 
I would agree with that. I haven't seen much of Bahamut, but I can agree with the characters in Garo. It might be the same tropes that you may have seen before. Yes, you have seen them before. But again, yeah. it's kind of an homage to them almost, at least in my opinion. Yeah, I mean, the show doesn't have to be completely different to be enjoyable. Let's not forget. We don't. We're not. Obviously, it's it's not. It's quite unexpe- It's quite hard to expect something brilliantly brand new every season. Otherwise, the harem show would be out of business. <laughs> yeah, would, I mean, I mean, just to say, I don't think. I think there's a very low amount of slice of life this season. I'm pretty sure. I normally. A big fan of those, and uh, I'm surprised there's only like two. Normally, when you get like at least five, mm. well, maybe five is quite ambitious. Don't worry, yeah. the spring is so coming. I'm sure that they'll be there. Yeah, spring, winter is as well. Winter is. Uh, don't worry. Yeah, but yeah, it is. Um, but no, those two, the two shows do seem quite enjoyable from side because a lot of people you don't hear much negativity from the two shows anyway. Yeah, both shows well, have its strong strong fan base. If you're mm. looking for high fantasy if you're looking for action go for Gara. if you want like an adventure there's, I've heard it compared to like, Cowboy Bebop I'm not of, sure but yeah. if you want kind of an adventure sort of thing with episodic content Bahamut might be your mm, destination yeah. I mean in fairness fantasy if you're looking for a fantasy show this season would be it there's like six there's so many yeah, they're, the they're out there <laughs> do you exactly think, do you think it's, that's, that's kind of an influence of the popularity of Game uh, of Thrones I, don't I think I think it's cyclic more than that oh, like yeah. uh, science fiction had its heyday for several years and then fantasy will fade in for a little while and then it'll fade back out again I've seen it we see it in America all the time uh, there's a lot of fantasy yeah, I, right I, I, now. I Science fiction is basically gone, which I'm very yeah, sad about. Well, wait, would you say that? I don't know. Wait, as, as in, in anime science fiction or science fiction in Western? Because obviously Western. at the moment is just superhero-based. Okay. Wait, what? Western, did you say? Sorry? Yeah, in Western, there's like no wait, Western wait, science wait, fiction. Wait, well, wait, what about comic book heroes? No, no, comic book heroes are... Series. There's like loads. They're focused on the heroes and the superpowers, not so much the actual science I'm, fiction. Yeah. J- j- just, mm. just so we don't derail this, just so we don't derail this anymore. I'm just gonna say, yeah, Stargate. Where's Stargate? Okay, moving on. <laughs> okay. Oh. <laughs> okay. Fair enough, but... Also, uh, Garo has the I better OP. You've got your pickings anyway. Yes. Yeah. Jam Project. Nice. Bring in their A game again. Very is it, nice. Is it heavy rock. Is it heavy rock as well? I don't, I don't like. I'm not a big fan. No. It's but it's like it's it's very it's yeah, it's, it's very, very jam project. I don't know how to put it. Yeah, it's very jam product. It's very centralized. Uh, like the, it's it's it, they're they're singing Garo. It's literally in the lyrics. Garo, Garo. And the animation face. style is very stylized, but very nice. <laughs> Like the, 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 the opening animation tells the story. Just, just we'll, we'll force you to go watch it after this, Ken. Okay, it's I Jam mean, Project. Is, yeah. I remember the opening from ba- Black Butler, and, they were, and I think one of the lines was like, "Yes, my lord." I thought that's just way too cheesy for me to enjoy. <laughs> from the Black Butler opening, so I was like, "No, no, <laughs> no." This similar to that, then I'm probably not no. This it. is Jam Project bringing their A game. It really is. I haven't seen them in this form in a while. <laughs> yeah. All right. So the conclusion for the uh, Richard, I, I think you're watching actually both as well. Would you have any, hmm. uh, um, no, like that's the thing. They're both fun fantasy stuff. Uh, I don't particularly see anything wrong with either of them. Um, mm. I would say that uh, Bahamut looks better of is the better looking of the two. Um, mm-hmm. But that's, yeah, it's I don't know. The, 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 I've the, said I've said what I wanted yeah. to say really about yeah. them before. Yeah, um, I don't really have much to add. Um, but yeah, I, I, I like. 
I really like the look of the demons and the angels in Bahamut. Um, and mm. I like the sub the side characters a lot. And I find the main <laughs> character does. annoying, but he's growing. Like yeah. at least it, it seems that he's growing. Well, okay. From the moment he decides that for that he's going to rescue her for no reason, like mm. he has no real reason to do that. Well, he he but, feigns he feigns his reason being that he wants to get rid of the curse. I think that's his fate. Uh, right, right. Reason, yeah. But yeah, and then and you know the things that he has done for her, like what he does with the bracelet and stuff. Exactly. Uh, beyond, like beyond, like yeah. that that shows growth. He may not. He may try to hide that, but he's so invested in her at this point that yeah. um, I've seen character development. I've seen growth, and so it's more just uh, posturing now than yeah. true annoyance in my eyes. That's fair. So I think our That's general all. conclusion is that both shows are very high. Yeah, well, I'd say eyes. they're just both fun. Like, well, there's um, nothing wrong with them. Yeah. They're, they're fun. They're good yeah. fantasy I mean, entries. Are, That's what it is. They're entertaining. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, honestly, for me, like, I kind of want more depth. Like, these are not very. They're not ultra deep. They're not like psychopaths. They're not. I mean, they're not really. They're not like. I mean, I like they're not Log Horizon. They're not, <laughs> not, they're, they're not, they're not they're Spice not and Wolf. And they don't have they're Shocking Truth either. And they don't have Chica, and uh, that's always the downside to everyone. <laughs> maybe maybe not including Chica. has the scope for it, but at the moment, I know Bahamut doesn't seem to want to do anything like that yet. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, I mean, I'm, I'm doing the, the, the Richard Eisenblitz sort of regimen of riding an ex- exercise bicycle while watching anime. Yeah, it works. And... It's actually kind of hard for me to watch Bahamut and Garo while doing it because I get really bored, and then I start thinking about how much I like. <laughs> so, like, I, I so I like I switch so I switch over to something like Shirobako or or Am- Amagi Brilliant Park, like because they're mo- they can, they can get they can get me more into the anime and less like thinking about how much my life. Interesting. <laughs> All right. You know? and, so like, there's not that yeah, much depth, yeah. and that's kind of what I want. So. That's fair. So that wraps it up for the first part of the uh, the episode. So, to, so just to recap, yeah, <laughs> we've gone through Fate Stay Night, Unlimited Blade Works, uh, Psycho Pass Two, Cross Ange, Bahama, and Garo. And overall, it seems well, apart from Cross Ange, they all seem very <laughs> fine to watch. And that's what we want here. That's what we like. Yeah. Something enjoyable. Yeah. I think I think Cross Ange would be de- a kind of a, wait and it's see. A, it's a conversation topic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's a conversation so topic. So Tadano Zero again, huh? <laughs> I don't know about that because we didn't have to discuss all the Noah Zero. Well, we just argued about it. <laughs> <laughs> right. And speaking of things that we do like, uh, that's enjoyable, let's speak of endings, series that had great, enjoyable endings. Yeah, and quite. Now, this is all going to be spoilers, so we're just going to go let loose, right? I mean... Uh, I feel like this entire yeah, so I feel like uh, even, oh, spoiler yeah, episode version two yeah so yeah well uh, well this time at least we mean to spoil it because last time Richard accidentally spoiled Death Note so you know <laughs> that oh. happened <laughs> I, I did uh, really yeah I think you were just, we were discussing how um, I think was it when spoiler alert Al dies, <laughs> I, I think I I was the one who yeah, said that. Yeah. Oh, was it Kevin? Oh, I'm sorry, sorry, Richard. Yeah, yeah. I was like, I didn't think I spoiled that. Sorry. False accusations whoa, flying about whoa, whoa. here. I thought we had a mellow tone here. Descent in the so, ranks, yeah. throw them in the dungeon. <laughs> Ow. So, uh, that being said, we're not, I mean, I feel like I know some of the shows I haven't seen. T- 
Take them to the island to fight dragons. dragons. So, uh, so we might be. So I feel like maybe some of us might be popping in and out, but at the moment, well, all all reigns loose, right? We're going to spoil everything. <laughs> So that being said, David, you're first. What would you like to spoil for us? Uh, spoil for us? Okay, so your great endings. So yeah, serious. talk about our good anime endings, best anime endings. Go for it. Oh, uh, this is regardless of the pretty quality. much yeah, yeah, because yeah, definitely um, we <laughs> yeah. could easily pick some that are that are. Uh, uh, I should pick some that are terrible too. anime with a great ending. Also, <laughs> uh, also movies are fair. Yes, games. just know that that's yeah, funny. yeah. So um, all right, yeah, so. I've got, of course, an arbitrary number like usual. Yes, <laughs> yes. I've got three. There you go. So my first one is oh, actually right. kind of a funny one. I'll get to that in a second. It's Fafner in the Azure. So uh, for those who don't know, this is like a mecha show, of course, because I watch mecha a lot. It's by Zebic, mm-hmm. and the series. It's uh, kind of a confusing mess sometimes, where you don't completely understand what's going on but it's built on the characters and what really happened with the ending here was that it fit the series and that's what ended up making it a pretty great ending for some reason there's just something about that ending that uh really clicked because it's a character drama and they wrapped up all the character stories pretty well uh have you watched you you've watched it too haven't you toshi i think uh you mentioned okay Yes, I have. Do, do you agree with that statement? <laughs> okay. It, it's, yeah, I would. It's, uh, Fafner for me was kind of like, it's... It's... it's yes. Kind of Evangelion, it's, but it's not as yeah, Evangelion as Razafon. I, I see it as, they're, they're like three cousins in the whole thing. There's Razafon, there's Evangelion, yeah. and there's Fafner, and they're like the three extremes. Razafon has, like, living, yeah. real uh, super mecha... Then Evangelion was supposed to be like a really creepy real robot uh, super mecha thing. And Fafner, it's they're robots. They aren't they aren't alive. Whoa. They're robots. nothing. They they do, they, but they do have the they do have the uh, what yes it, the, the nerve sync. Yeah, it syncs up with how they feel. It also has like mm. the whole secret base and like, that whole. They're they're all a little wacko sometimes. And, and- Angels. Uh, they have a lot of really confusing yeah. bits. There's a lot of the fighting the alien enemy sort of thing. Uh, but again, regardless of how the series was, it did manage to wrap up a lot of the character stories very well. And that's why I ended up liking Fafner, which yeah. is a little complicated since uh, a movie came out that completely reset the whole continuity, and now a sequel is coming out in the winter. Which I will be watching. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I'm not Wait, sure how. You I... say res- when you say reset the continuity, as in like they just reset the, t- the entire story. Basically, um, you imagine like the series began and a whole bunch of stuff happened, and at the very end they wrapped everything up and they just said, "And that's how it happened." Basically, the movie comes back, it continues the story, but then it progressively hits the reset button on everything that happened. So it sounds. <laughs> so what is that? Comparison to would be fair to say Day, uh, X-Men Days of Future Past but more of a lighter version. Uh have you seen the film that is? Well there was no there was no there was no time travel. <laughs> they just used a bunch of hand waves and stuff to reset the continuity. Because the spo- this nice. minor spoilers here, one of the characters was like on the verge of death at the end of this series and he was like never gonna pilot again. The movie resets that by making him cured. Just just arbitrarily? 
perfect. So now he can, now, so, well, sort of. The movie, again, it hits the reset button, so everything is kind of off. Because everything is back to the way it was, essentially. Which is a little bothersome. Uh, There is a reason for it, and I'm sure the reason will feed into the next series. But, uh, yeah, so they kind of undid their ending. And we'll see how that goes for them. I'm hoping that they manage to pull it off. So, um... Sounds good. Yeah, that was an interesting little detour. We'll see. Uh, the next two are a completely different. <laughs> and oh, now for something completely different. I can't believe you watched. I think the first one's like, what? I can't believe you watched. Okay, so, yeah. This next one is AKB0048, which is, of course, what everybody here is going to say was the uh, product placement idol show, because it was... Where an actual no fun police exists. Yes, like, the no the fun police story. exists, and you know what? It was pretty stupid for the first couple of episodes. I'm not going to dispute that in the least. But this oh is God. not about a. This is not a segment about how awesome the whole series was. This is about the ending, and the ending. I'm just going to kind of say like the whole second season, basically. It was kind of like the lead up to the ending. I don't know. Uh. That really improved the show a lot, especially in the last few episodes of the second season. It was still pretty cheeseball, but they did manage to actually ramp up the tension. They did manage to tie together a lot of all these uh, disparate elements that were kind of flying around the series and make something pretty fun out of it. And I ended up giving it a pretty favorable review in the end. It's not high art. It'll never be high art. It was still product placement to the max, but they went somewhere with it. Can you name all 48 members? Probably more than you'd like. No. Kakani <laughs> clearly did a bad job. Dammit did a bad job. I don't know how many people can name all four. Yeah, let alone the ones that they I just made up. The <laughs> wait, they, wait, they don't even use the real names? This is a terrible product placement for the idol. Well, you see, there's the, there's the thing, AKB0048. There's like generations of them. So they like take on the names oh, of the previous members. So... Yeah, they, there's new people coming into it, but they're going to take on the names of the old people. It it goes it it's part of the show, and they actually work it in yeah. in a play, way that doesn't feel completely ham-fisted, although it kind of is. Again, point here is uh, it did end pretty well. I liked it, and I think the the last episode was sufficiently epic, at least as much as a idol show can be epic. Well, yeah, yeah, it's technically an idol show, yeah. It was a science okay. fiction action mecha show that had idols, okay? If you're into that, yeah. if you're into any of that sort of thing, you might want to give it a little shot. It is pretty fun. It's, if you get over if you get over Richard's uh, problems with the first episode, as he uh, mentioned once. <laughs> I kind of tore those yes. apart. Yes, uh, yes you I, did. Uh, <laughs> I was a little... I may have been a little harsh... Uh, in retrospect, uh, but just sure? know that that was the just know that that was that's legitimately how I felt about the first two episodes. Uh, there's a lot more than two episodes. It is cheeseball. So yes. So grain yeah. of salt. Yes. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Get past that. Right. And at the second season, it improved a lot. By the ending, it was a pretty fun and kind of epic show that managed to bring together science fiction and uh, idols kind of like my, my cross if you're into that i don't know no yeah gee i wonder yeah, why really perhaps i wonder if the there was writer. some guy like a uh, kawamori who did it oh who knows now how who never heard of him I, who 
I don't know. I think he like designed the uh, Nirvash or something. Now, <laughs> moving on. We don't want to hear me ramble on about uh, Forty Eight all day. Uh, Who wants to talk about idols all day? Yeah, I know. Who wants to talk about idols? My next thing is Idol Master. What? (laughs) (laughs) I know. I'm like a broken record, and this is coming from the guy who likes science fiction. Why? Why? Never mind. Now, Idol Master, it is the idol show. It codifies the idol show genre, I suppose. And... I'm going to talk about the movie, because the movie is the ending of the thing, basically, at least ostensibly for that storyline. It ends pretty strongly. I'm not sure how many people here have seen it. Um, nope. Toshi, you saw it, yeah. didn't you? Ah, me and Toshi are on the same page all the time here. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, I love the movie. So. Yeah, it was a great the movie. The series and the movie, so yeah. It uh, tied together a lot of uh, what the series was doing, and it kind of did a spiritual passing of the torch. They didn't really pass the torch, but you just kind of get that feeling that they're wrapping up the story of these idols and they're passing it on to the next generation sort of thing. And I think it works. Oh, is that Cinderella Girls? Just, just as a, uh, no, it was a different team, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, they're, well, oh, the, okay, the new characters that. are, was it? Um, damn it, I, I, it's not Cinderella Girls, it's the other one. It was something games. else. Yeah, there was some mobile uh, game. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so it was them. Which one's getting a sequel? Cin- the oh, which one's getting a TV C- sequel? Cinderella one Girls one is getting one in the winter, which I'll be watching. <laughs> mm-hmm. I, I, I don't know anything about them. I know the old ones. So, uh, oh, well. yeah. The mo- the Idol Master movie, it was big on the production values. There was a lot oh, of. Yes. Uh, yeah. The big concert was definitely very big. The CGI was a little jarring, but that's to be expected. Uh, yeah. All, yeah, all I together. Mean, I, I wrote a review about the movies. I, I think was... you did, right? Hmm. Yeah. Now that I think about it, uh, so hmm. good, good plot, good characters, wrapped it all up very nicely, and it had great production values. It was a great end of the show, and I'm glad that I watched it because you know I had to get it through unfortunate channels because of blah blah blah. Nobody brought it over. Gosh. Oh. <laughs> Oh right! I wait. Am I the only person? Sorry, dude. Sorry to mention this now, but am I the only person who watches all these like pure Japanese? Uh, I do not know Japanese, unfortunately. At least not enough to watch these uh, things. Not enough. It, all the movies I obviously watch in pure Japanese, but if there are, uh, well, no, it, it all depends whether I catch it on TV or uh, if I catch it on. I don't know enough Japanese to do so. Uh, yeah. So I don't like to do that, but sometimes I'm left no choice. <laughs> I'll be buying some Merc to offset it now. All the girls have, have figurines. Yes. Buy yeah. all, buy all yeah. Looks like I'm going to be going every girl Haruka with this one. Oh, so yeah, that's good by the big. So yeah, I've got Fafner, AKP 0048, and the Idolmaster movie, and those were my three for great endings that didn't necessarily have a great run during their actual seasons. Hmm. Continue. I only watch Idolmaster for the chibis. I don't know. Let's leave, with Ke- <laughs> let's leave lead on with Kevin. Kevin, you uh, <laughs> have some great shows. <laughs> yes, uh, yeah, actually, some great, great these shows. Are, these, are, these, are, these are interesting to look at. So why don't you, yes. why don't you introduce them, not me? Well, first, let's do an honorable mention towards Code Geass, which I think has probably the most amazing ending uh, ever. One but or two. One or two, because I think one is the best. I like both That brought them. a tear. But I think season two's ending is It better. is. Season, oh, is season one's ending is a great cliffhanger on the scale it, of... 
like of, Star Trek Next Generation, generation Best of All yeah. Worlds. Yeah, it's it a really great is. Great cliffhanger. They force you to wait, and it's just like, thank God, I had to. I, I caught up late. That's the thing. I just can't. I, yeah, I, I wouldn't be able to do that. Wait, I just would not be yeah. able to. No. But, but the, anyway. second, this, the, the, the series, entire series ending is also great. It brought anyway, a tear to my eye, and that doesn't happen so often. Many <laughs> so many arguments are the best. But anyway, so what were your real picks then, anyway? Um, I want to start off with one of my favorite series. Like, okay, so Code Geass is my favorite series, and this one is number two, Steins Gate. Um, oh. I just... Seems to follow I fun. love... Logical. Wait, how, I, how many of us have seen Steins Gate? Oh, I have. Me, me and Toshi definitely have. Oh yes, wait, wait, wait. I, love I haven't Stein's seen the extra stuff. No I've only seen the series, but I haven't seen the extras. I hope this doesn't ruin that part because I. Mm, I'm not talking about the movie. The movie uh, was kind of. What about the OVA? Did you see? That? I haven't seen the, the OVA. OVA was entertaining. I, I'm UK based, so I get like, the OVA is nothing. my favorite part of the entire thing. <laughs> That's like like if you wouldn't have picked Steins Gate and I was going to talk about the ending, I would have talked about the OVA, not the series ending. Is it is it actually uh, story impact like does it actually impact the story? That's no. the trick. Is you think like oh, yeah. I'll, I'll just say this. That it's it seems to be completely irrelevant. It's like oh one? no, there's a well. It's just like oh, there's a there's a card tournament in Las Vegas. Let's all go to America and do silly crap. And it looks like it's the total throwaway OVA that you get in anime these days, right? Yeah. You know the bonus episodes yeah, on yeah. the DVD or yeah, whatever. Still enjoyable. Yeah. And Urgent. then it hits the ending. And the ending is so amazing. It is. It's a direct callback. Like it's it's the emotional core. The emotional climax is not the end of the series or the end of the game. It's the end of this throwaway episode, and um, it ends with. um, uh, How do I put it? I'll just say it this way: wooing a girl through deja vu is pretty freaking amazing. (laughs) (laughs) Oh boy! And um, yeah. (laughs) Oh. And it's it's such a fantastic ending, and it's really good, especially if you're one of the people who really pays attention to the show, because you start to realize repeated phrases and repeated words and like key themes being brought up again and again. At first, it seems irrelevant in this episode until you get to the very end, where it all comes together and hits like emotionally home in a way that you never expect from a throwaway episode. But I have hijacked this. Please yeah, explain. You digress, Kevin. Yeah, your your Steinsgate reasoning. Well, I, I first played the visual novel, so um, really the credits were just the rolling credits backwards just <laughs> blew my mind. <laughs> like it's so that. much more impactful in a game, mm. but um, that was just and then they the way they executed it, it may have been a bit Deus Ex Machina, but they did it so well. I know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. it's yeah. it's it's well done. Uh, it is. It's so um, well done. I, I can't really describe it, but I I loved it. Well, yeah, so it's because it it seems to end on a much sadder note than it really does, and then you watch the credits, and the credits actually matter to the plot in general, and it's mm. uh, you know that's cool. Mm. The 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 backward scrolling credits. That was just awesome. Yep. Okay, and um, next is a show that's utterly rubbish, but I loved, loved, loved the ending. School Days. Yeah! Yay! Nice boat! Um, No ending in anime has made me laugh nearly as much as this. 
Um, You should explain why School Days is even popular as a game. (laughs) Because it it subverts what you're... It's trying to do a romance deconstruction, and it kind of succeeds, but the endings, the bad endings, are just so absurd, so ridiculous, so amazing... That you, the you, charm you, of the whole thing. Yeah. Remember, guys, it, once you go yandere, you never go back. And that's because you're tied to a bed and your knees are broken. <laughs> Actually, in school days, they don't let you go any other way or else you'll die anyway. No, no, that's the thing. I have played. I played and reviewed school days. And let me oh, tell yeah. you, if you are a decent human being, the endings are so blasé and normal, it hurts. <laughs> you yes. have to be a horrible person. But if you're a horrible person, you get these insane Yandere endings. Well, even if you try to be a nice human being, sometimes you're going to pigeonhole into a crappy ending. That's the funny thing. The thing is so labyrinthine that it's like a big middle finger to the normal VN player, really. Well, the I don't person. know. It's, it's, when you're playing it, it's like, do you want to cheat on the girl? If you can't, you just keep hitting no, you get a good ending. Like, that's really all you have to do. But, like, the game is like... I'm not really so sure about cheat on that. You. No, no, it is. I, that's how I played it. I played okay. it originally. I played it where it was like, it kept being like, do you want to kiss this girl? I'm like, no, I'm with the other girl. What the hell's wrong with you people? And you just get to a normal blasé ending. But when you start being a total indecisive asshole, well, uh, that's where the fun endings come. And then they took that and basically made an anime and were like, which horrible ending are we going to choose? Let's Hold make on one. your butts. And, uh, and everything was downhill from there or uphill depending on how you look at it yeah yeah no please spoil the ending like yeah, there's absolutely no yeah, reason for anyone clue. to watch mega spoilers so, for a terrible anime that just happened to have an amazing ending so please just <laughs> just explain the here. ending of this oh god you know <laughs> boy meets girl Boy meets boy another girl. girl. Boy cheats on girl. Boy then goes back to other pregnant. girl. Boy leaves girl. Boy gets stabbed. Girl gets stabbed. <laughs> nice boat. <laughs> and then the music and of course they're stabbed. Perfect. Yeah. And the girl getting stabbed is the whole stabbing thing is probably the most wrong thing ever and that's probably what makes it great in the most unfortunate way as i think rock has said before the ending is perfect because you're like sitting there you're going yeah yeah that's exactly what's supposed to happen (laughs) wait so wait let me let me think which is the and is the anime ending is the one girl gets pregnant so the other girl knifes her in the stomach yeah to kill the baby and her i think it's sick was wasn't it sakai is pregnant Right, mm-hmm. and yeah. then he left her. Goes off with Kotonoha, and then uh, Sekai stabs Makoto, and then and kills him. And then the she, other girl stabs her in in the uterus. Tries, yes, yeah. opens her up, and then oh, there's no baby. <coughs> okay, yeah. and then uh, uh, then goes to her dead lover's head and. Uh, yeah. Carries it off on a boat for a romantic vocation because nice boat, <laughs> and that's the end of school days, people. Uh, believe it was it terrible, not, people. Like that's that's the end of it. Uh, and honestly, that's probably the most messed up ending they could have gone with. Although the occasional decapitations with like a hacksaw in the in the game are. Oh no! The, no no the most messed up one is probably the train one. 
pushing the other girl in front of the train in front of the guy. That one's pretty messed up, too. <laughs> Wasn't there an ending where that backfires? Yeah, yes, exactly. <laughs> There's an ending where she tries to do it and misses and slips and how gets you, hit by the train. How do you fail to push the... Oh, I don't even. I don't even. Look, just go play the VN. Kind of, basically, she's doing your... a full-on body check yeah. into it. And the other girl just sidesteps at the last whoops. second and whoops train and it's like But here's the funniest thing about school days and its endings. Yeah. Despite how horrible it is, there actually is a golden path ending where you get both of them and they're yes. okay. Yes, but it's really they, easy to screw that up. <laughs> yeah, it, no, it's, it's the absolute. You must be perfect. There is no messing up where you oh, can yeah. get them both. Where they it kind took... of agree in their Yandere obsession to share you. I rather I was just I was you. discussing this with Exile from Anite earlier, actually, and we both were like, we don't know how the hell people came up with guides for this game. It was <laughs> it would be easier to reverse engineer the code of the game rather than actually play it through. <laughs> And find out what affects the endings. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's right. it, it's impossible. Uh, but yeah, yeah. Nice boat. Nice boat. Uh, it so is it is a great ending in the worst way for a bad anime. Well, look, in the look, same if way, you were watching School Days, you probably knew what it was going in, and you probably. were watching just to see what horrible ending they would choose. And so they mm-hmm. knocked it up to 11 for you. Uh, yeah. It was, know your audience, right? It was absolutely the most horrible. Oh. Let us sidestep into Kevin's first so, <laughs> It sounds gruesome to me. This is... Kind of, I'm kind of actually kind of glad I missed I've never played it and I've never seen the enemy. Yeah, I'm congrats. Glad for that well, it's, it's a like, very yeah. special visual novel and anime. Mm. See, and, and uh, the think... funny thing is, I really want to play Cross Days, but <laughs> but just because, but but the fact that like Konoha is actually still in it makes me like it's it runs concurrent. Uh, it's supposedly it's a different story, and it's just kind of like, but Konoha like comes back and forth between them. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. I like run away. Like s- Summer Days is like away. a alternate retelling. Cross Days is some unrelated story, and uh, whatever Shiny Days is, I think we're getting that here in America. Are someday. we really? I think so. Oh, this world. This world. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Jast USA, I think, is uh, dragging their feet on that one. Uh, but you know, so that's... Kevin. Right, yes, so back to Kevin. Yeah, Kevin, please, take us away with the fan. Make me forget what just we discussed. <laughs> you know, I just realized that all of mine are visual novels. <laughs> yes, they oh, are. Okay. Yes! Okay, that'd be, that'd be. Well, not, yeah. not, not your own. Yeah, everything else. Yeah, everything like, my choices, they're yes. all visual novels. <sighs> yeah, but we haven't gotten White Album 2 yet, so... <laughs> the third one is? White Album 2. <laughs> I also Spoilers. really agree with you. I like yes. that ending a yes. lot. Absolutely. Best and part. Wait, of wait, wait. We're talking. We're talking anime ending, not game ending, right? Yes, because we still okay. don't have any idea what the game ending is because we don't have it. Yeah. Oh. Learn the Nihongos, son. <laughs> I, I, I'm in college. I have no time for this Japanese. <laughs> Everything is not time show blue when I play this Japanese. Game. But no, yeah, no, really. <laughs> Liked White Album too. What a surprise that was! Yeah, that was a really that. weird. That was I. I remember very distinctly. I was just like flipping through Crunchyroll one day, and then I just came across White Album, and I'm like, 
Okay, I'll give that a shot. I watched the first series. Okay, that was no, bad. Poor bastard. Watch the second. <laughs> watch, watch the. I go on to watch the second one because I'm like, I'm already knee deep in this. I'm watching. I'm like, this is the best one of this season. Yeah. I, I have to ask quickly. Um, has any of you guys seen Amagi? Uh, no, is that how you pronounce it? Amagi SS or something? The the other. Um, there's another heavily romance film show, and people say they compare the two a lot. I'm just wondering what they're like because I've not seen both of you. I. Nope. No idea. Sorry. I'm going crazy. Sorry, go ahead. Don't Maybe. <laughs> yeah. Why Dumb 2? Why Dumb 2 is... It, it, it's great because it's not a good ending. It's great because it's realistic. It's great because it carries the themes of the show so well, and it crushes you. It really does. It, it cru- Like, yeah, it's no matter... Like, it like their the psychosis, each of the girls' psychosis that they mm-hmm. have... Yes. And like his involvement in their lives. Like like the, literally the one of the girls thinks she is the bad guy. She believes, truly believes she is the villain of her own love story. Yep. And that's crazy cuz no one no one thinks they're really the villain, you know. You always think you're you're justified in your actions, you know. Uh you know, only in like comic books do you get the bad guy who's doing evil for evil's sake or you know what I mean. But like mm-hmm. her psychosis is that she legitimately believes that she is the villain of this story. That she stole the, the like she prevented the perfect couple. That she like utilized like her wiles to basically steal him. And so when he cheats on her, she blames herself. Mm-hmm. Like like she's like, this is my punishment for for my breaking this perfect love story. And um and but still, you get the utter heartbreak, like the scene at the airport there at the end. Oh, like it's, we, we wow. you, it's one of those things where you've seen like this trope before, but it just feels fresh because of just how sad it is. It really is. You're just like they pulled this punch. They really did. There is no happy. She's running back or anything. She's gone. No. Yeah. Like, it basically, he he goes in there, like, uh, you know, he goes there with the girl he's technically with, right? Who he's yeah. admitted to cheating on. Goes to the airport with her after the girl who he had the affair with, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and in the middle of the airport, as she's leaving, makes out with her in front of the other girl. And the other girl, the, 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 the girlfriend or whatever, thinks this is justified. And it's it's you're sitting there like no happiness because like there's no happiness coming out of this ending. But at the same time, it's treated very you're right, very realistically like this is kids with hormones trying to figure out their lives. And um, sometimes it goes real bad. Mm -hmm. I'm generally I generally love good endings, but it, it takes a lot for me to love a bad ending. And that's what that why album did it just so well. Unbelievably yes. well. It's one of those endings that makes you want the next part. Well, like I was, see I was happens. blown away when I found out there was one. Yeah, yeah, true. And and, uh, and then then I found out what there was, and I know what those endings are, like how it goes from there. And uh, I'll I'll go out on the limb and I'll say it's just as good. Mm-hmm. Um, the, there are various, there are a lot of various endings, and there is no true ending for this mm-hmm. for White Album Two. Um, and there's various ways it goes, 
Uh, and honestly, I hope we get to see at least one of them animated. I don't think any of them are particularly bad. Um, like some are, some are very sad endings. Some are yep. happy endings. Some are where they actually grow up to be good people. Um, mm-hmm. And some are where they're just fucking debauchery whores, as far as we'll go. <laughs> uh, but but I feel that all of them are actually decent stories. Mm. All right. Yeah. Surprise! Surprise! Look at that. So then, that would then wrap up for Kevin being Steinsgate School Days and White Album Two, with the honourable mention of Code Geass because we're all rule breakers here. Uh, Richard. Oh, really? Fantastic picks again. Mm. Just reiterating it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no. Well, this is, no these are a series of great endings. Hopefully, <laughs> so far we're all we're okay on it. Mm. So rich. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Some I haven't seen, yeah, but so. they sound like everything everyone I'm said. Fine, just okay. Yeah. okay. Off to White Album 2 with you. All right. <laughs> so now it's me. My, my pick. Um, I chose um, the okay. ending of actually two movies because what makes one of them work is knowing the other one. Uh, okay. So basically, my picks are Evangelion 2.0 and the end of Evangelion. Um, ah, mindfuck the television series. Let's go. Right. Well, so and I, I, mean, I don't mean the the, the series. Like, there's yep. various ways you can view Evangelion. The way I view it is, episode twenty five and twenty six and the end of Evangelion happen at the same time. Just one is what what is going through Shinji's head, and the other is what's actually happening in the real world. Mm. Um, and then of course there's a point in the end of Evangelion where what's happening in his head is pretty much the real world, but. Uh, you know that's that's kind of the story. Like they're they're still whatever. I much prefer End of Evangelion though to the end of the series if you have to choose one. But basically, the End of Evangelion as a show is basically Shinji accidentally falls into being this being God almost, um, uh, and the destruction of the world. Like he is the centerpiece of the destruction of the world. Everyone dies. Quite literally, everyone dies except him, safe in his cockpit. And it all becomes this kind of... Um, it, it all goes back to the, the metaphor of the porcupine, right? Um, the yeah. porcupine, you want to be close, the but if you're close to... Yeah. or the, Sorry, the hedgehog. Excuse me, the hedgehog. <laughs> hedgehog's the one. You want to be close. <laughs> See, that's the thing, though. Enough. Hedgehogs aren't pointy. I had a pet hedgehog. Like, the spines don't hurt. They're kind of... They're just... Okay, fine, the porcupine of the dilemma. Sorry. Fine. No, no, it really is. I know it is legitimately the hedgehog dilemma. But, but whatever. Regardless. Okay, hedgehog dilemma. Right, but, uh, you know, it's, it's you want to be close to someone, but the but if you're close to someone, you get hurt by someone. You know, yes. he, he loves Asuka. Asuka loves him, but she keeps hurting him. Uh, and in his delusions, in the one of the fantasy worlds he creates, he hurts her as well. He strangles her to death. Um, you know... Lovely. Um, it, that's the thing is, he just wants to be loved, but at the same time, if you're open to love, you're open to hurt. And it's him dealing with that. So the whole world is destroyed because he doesn't want to be hurt anymore, but in the end, he comes to the realization that love is more important than the pain that's going to come with it. And thus, in his utter, unbelievable selfishness, brings back Asuka. I've seen a lot of people interpret it as he brings back the whole world. I disagree. I, the way I've always interpreted it is 
he picks Asuka. He brings her back. She remembers not only her death at the hands of the Eviseries, because she has those injuries. She also remembers him strangling her. And when in the final scene of the end of Evangelion, yes, is him strangling her on the beach, even though he's brought her back, even though he said and truly believed that, yes, in fact, it is okay for him to hurt. When faced with her again, the, all the hate comes back, all the rage comes back, all the self-loathing that he holds for himself comes back, and he's strangling her on the beach, and she reaches up and brushes his cheek lovingly, which breaks him again because she shows him love and kindness in the fate uh, or in the face of his hatred, right? And yet, as they're laying there on the beach she reaches up to him and she says how disgusting uh, it's kimochi warui um, and the thing is this is uh, again calls back to the only other time she ever says this in the series is when he uses her toothbrush and it's kind of the idea that what she finds disgusting is being used by other people she is so wants to be her independent person she doesn't want to be codependent on anyone and she has been brought back into a world where her, literally her meaning in life is to be there for Shinji. And she knows it. It's regardless of the fact that she loves him, which she does. It's regardless of anything else, like her own feelings. But yet the, the end of the series is all about her saying, how disgusting. I have been brought into a world specifically. I live solely because he wishes it. Because my existence has been co-opted. And so it ends on this very ambiguous note where they, regardless of the fact they both love each other, they both have such issues with each other. And yet they are Adam and Eve. They are the progeny for the entirety of the human race being reborn. That's an ending, people. That's a lot, a lot through gesture and few (laughs) words. So that's that. And And it's probably the most controversial ending in anime ever. Right. Oh yeah, no one agrees. Oh, it's, it's pretty alienating. I hear it's pretty. Uh, <laughs> so there's that. So there you go. There's my interpretation of it. And you might say, well, it's just your interpretation. Know that I have watched the end of Gavin Gellion at least forty times or more at this point. <laughs> um, it is it is easily the movie I have watched the most. Now it all ties into the other one, which is the Evangelion 2.0, which I'll say does something different, because the Shinji in 2.0 is vastly different from the Shinji in the end of Evangelion. Um, He is very much more one who has accepted who he is and what he is. And the the way that it all unfolds is, of course, the death of Rei, or is Rei being absorbed by the Eva, or by by the angel, uh, and dies in a different way than she should starting the second impact or or the third impact very prematurely. And it's interesting in the fact that as a person who's seen the end of Evangelion, you know, as a viewer, what is happening, you know that he is ending the world. And yet this, the, the 2.0 builds you a scenario where you are rooting for the guy who is going to kill all life on earth. Because his reason for doing it is not that he's fallen into it. It's not something randomly happening that he has no control over. He may not know what he is doing, 
but he is doing it for one reason and one reason only, and that's to save someone he cares about. As a viewer, you care more about Shinji and Rei than you do about the entirety of humanity. And that, my friends, is good writing. It was that is sympathetic writing. Amazing, amazing, amazing ending. And so <laughs> as he sits there, you even have Misato yeah. on then, the sidelines cheering Shinji on. She doesn't quite know what's going on either, but he's like, she's like, do it, Shinji. Do it for yourself. Save her. Do what you want to do because you want to do it, not because we're telling you. And then you get this scene as even Misato, in her horror, realizes it's the third impact. And you have, you know, uh, Ritsuko standing there as we have this innocent elementary school children's song about wanting wings to fly as the world is being destroyed as Shinji has triumphantly saved Rei but at the cost of the world and you just have you know Ritsuko going it's like this is the 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 continuation of the third impact it is or or the, the continuation of the second impact this is the third impact the world is over cut to credits like and then you get Evangelion 3.0, which was amazing because of our review. Anyways, <laughs> <laughs> I'm you, sorry. Yeah, I'm sorry. Did I say something? Yeah, you did. Because remember, you liked that one. <laughs> I, however, <laughs> um, another story. But but as far as like as a self-contained like ending, uh, those two work together very well. Um, and just but but that cut to ending like my you should have seen me in the theater. Like, um, I was, I was a giddy with joy over what I just saw because I could not believe they would pull an ending like that in a series or in a movie series that takes like three to four years between movies. Like, yeah. So that was fun. That's my, uh, Evangelion thing. Uh, feel free to chime in. And then there's uh, going to be a, oh. and then there's going to be the fourth Evangelion movie and there's apparently something in between that. So we've got all that. Especially how, considering how good. Uh, I love, like I recently <laughs> watched the third Evangelion movie because I gave up on waiting for the dub. What the hell is up it. with that? <laughs> I watched it in the theaters. How hard is it to take it, put it on a disc and give me it? <laughs> It's been so long. <laughs> delays after delays after delays after delays. Okay, Ridiculous. yeah, just listen. I know you're listening, Funimation. <laughs> Give <Yeah>. me. <laughs> oh man, but yeah. Okay, we'll buy. So, so that's the thing. Uh, yes, three is a major letdown. Three is a topic for some other time. Uh, but, time. but as far as that goes, like that was um, for a, when you're remaking something like that subvert expectations go off the rails play with fan knowledge uh to make something amazing please like do 2.0 that was great stuff and it also and also it's true to the characters themselves like what the characters you've Mm -hmm. established that may not be necessarily the character from the original evangelion it's the new shinji but he does what's in his nature and it, it and because of the way certain, the, it, you know, it all stems from the one major change, which is Asuka climbs into, uh, what, Eva 5? Asuka climbs into Eva 5. Or Eva 3? Uh, oh, sorry, Eva 3. And the existence of Mari. Those two factors uh, dramatically alter 
who Shinji is, honestly, and the events, how they unfold, and how who Rei is, and how the events unfold. Um, and yeah, good stuff. Good stuff. Uh, I guess I'll move on quickly pick. to yeah, my next. That's just yeah, yeah. that's my first pick. Kind of so, a dual thing because they work mm-hmm. together. Uh, but uh, much quicker on the next one. Um, Macross Frontier: uh, The Wings of Goodbye. Sayonara no Tsubasa. It's the second movie, and it's a it's another one where they took a series and when they abridged it, they started changing things, uh, massive changes. Um, and while it's it's interesting, I almost like the series ending better in some ways. I like this The Wings of Goodbye ending. Uh, better in some ways too but uh when it the reason i'm not talking about the series and talking about wings of goodbye is because the final song aptly called uh end of the triangle the wings of goodbye uh is the climax of the film and it was written it's written by kano yoko so there you go that should tell you some stuff about the musical pedigree who sat down with kawamori uh, AKB 00048 uh, right? And they sat down together and they wrote think... the scene together. The music perfectly matches what's on the screen because they were designed in tandem. They are one piece. It is not we we drew something and then animated it or it's not oh we had some storyboards and the orchestra played to the storyboards and we got close no these things were made in tandem they are perfectly timed put together so that they work perfectly if you want to talk about synergy between music and animation that's what it is and it the song literally goes through the climax to the end and um it is so well put together because of course the characters are singing uh as it happens and so you know uh when you get like when the when the chorus hits in the in the music you know that's the part of the climax you know everything's rising up to the point where he basically hits the perfect level where he becomes the perfect pilot um better than any of the other Macross pilots and maybe only for this one shining moment but he hits the pinnacle of what man and machine can do and flies in a way that is beautiful. And he's not shooting. He's not killing. He's imparting humanity to an alien race through a dance of a fighter jet through the sky. Um, again, perfect. Uh, if, if, yeah, and and uh, and unlike the series, at least it ends with him choosing a girl. Thank God. I just want to point out from someone who's. No, I've actually seen uh, Macross. Every time I hear the ending where the, the main character starts singing, it just blows my mind on just the things that, that that show does. I'm just like, every time I remember, oh yeah, they're idols and they sing to end a war. I forget that happens. It's, it's just well, mind-blowing. Well, it's interesting. Like, I actually it think it's handled reason. really, really well. Like, I mean, if you take it really abstractly, yeah. just like say what it is, it doesn't really fit. But what it is is like the original people, the Zentradi, they're genetically engineered to be soldiers. Their entire civilization is structured artificially, basically, to be soldiers. In fact, they're separated into men and women. They don't even, like, come together, right? And so when they find something as irrelevant as music, but music is something you feel, right? It's something that affects you emotionally. And when they don't have any way of defending against something like that, it's like, why am I feeling these things? What is this stuff entering my mind? It it destroys their culture. Like that's why it is. It's the ultimate weapon, um, because yeah, it's it's music is something powerful, and we all. It may seem cheesy, but let's face it: 
music affects all of us, right? Mm-hmm. There's no such thing as I'm a music fan. Yeah, yeah, Everyone listens yeah. to music. It's an intrinsic part of human culture, of civilization. Mm. Uh, you know, tribes in the Amazon who have never seen another culture have music. Music yeah. is part of humanity. Yeah. Um, and granted, in Frontier, it's a little different. It's more about the emotions being transferred than the music. It's just the music is a, a conduit, you know, because people are passionate when they sing kind of thing. Mm. Um, but yeah. All right, sorry. There's uh, Macross. Yeah. There's my defense of Macross, because uh, yeah. I will defend Macross like none yeah. other. You yeah. seem to have another heavy pick anyway. And, well, no, yeah. and, and the final one is interesting, uh, because uh, it can apply to both the series and the movie, uh, which is uh, good old Madoka Magica. Yeah. The Butcher uh, shows up once more. And uh, Madoka Magica works as an ending, um, because... Uh, I'm going to start with the series. Wait, sorry, talking about? It, it works because um, in the end, Madoka Magica, uh, both in the movie sense, uh, Rebellion, and in the series, isn't really Madoka's story. It's um, no, it's Homer's story. Homer's um, story. You, you may not know it. Uh, the, don't get me wrong. The, the viewpoint character is Madoka. She is the audience proxy who has no idea what's going on. So we, she asks the stupid questions so we can understand them. But it's really Homer's story. It, it's the a, entire, it's, the, entire the, the, um, what, uh, the theme song, the, the opening theme song, is, in, <laughs> like, is entirely in Homer's viewpoint. Right. Like, you don't realize that until like you get to the later episodes or the end, mm-hmm. but the entire theme song the opening theme song is from her viewpoint yeah the happiness the the everything getting along the hey why is madoka a magical schoolgirl in the opening but never in the show you know <laughs> things like that um but it all comes together because it's really her story and her drive her endless drive to save the girl she loves let's let's face it and her love is so obsessive at this point you have to understand that homura is broken fundamentally broken and has been broken since long before the story began that everything she does her unbelievable drive is because she is a broken character and um her love has twisted her Uh, it's become a drive an obsession um uh and far yeah yeah. it, it becomes a drive far beyond her logical her logical mind can fathom yeah like there's that point like she's only doing it because she's been doing it. Yeah. Like, she's only doing what she does because she's been repeatedly doing it over and over again. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and as she's lived these hundreds and hundreds of time loops. And um, in the end, the thing that almost truly shatters her forever, that turn, you know turns her uh, into a witch, is the idea that um, her time loops have been responsible for basically... Uh, making the incubators become more and more obsessed with Madoka each loop. Because Madoka has become the the central point for all of time and space due to these repeated time loops. Um, and, um, and yet, here at the end, here at these repeated time loops, it's Madoka herself who takes center stage, who has a love for everyone. Uh, Homura included, that is, that, that she finds a place in this, that as the pinnacle, she will save everyone. 
She will save all these people who tried to do good, all these people who have been magical girls, all these people who have been nothing but a power source for an alien race. Um, she's willing to take it all. And even... And her power is so great. Um, and, and, and yet Homer is really the one who gave her this power, the power to do the ultimate good, to be so powerful that she saves herself from becoming a witch. That she creates a paradox, builds all of reality, rebuilds all of reality around a paradox um, granted to her by her friend's broken love. Um, and it's really good. What can I say? <laughs> like, it's so dark, it's so beautiful, and um, but the trick of that is, is you know, it may look like Homura's okay with it, but when you get down to it, Homura lost, people. She lost. The one thing she fought for was Madoka living a happy, normal life. And she got the exact opposite of that. And the exact opposite of a long and happy life is not death, okay? <laughs> it's a life of perpetual sacrifice for all eternity. That is the opposite of a happy, normal life. And Homer's love has become so obsessive that she wants the normal life. She wants that. And Madoka's wishes become irrelevant. And that's what re Rebellion is truly about. It's about the twisted person that Homura became and has always been, uh, as far as we've known her in the series. And uh, when it comes down to it, everything she does, she's the villain of Rebellion. She's both the protagonist and the villain. And... Um, the ending is yes that she usurps Madoka's power to if Madoka is God Homura becomes the devil and traps Madoka in a happy world where she is normal uh, and she will never need to become a magical girl and the whole world is fake and she has usurped Madoka's powers but not taken them away because it's not possible to take them away and um, it's it's an ending. The movie ends on such a bittersweet note. Homura cannot win. And she knows she cannot win. She knows she cannot get, keep Madoka's power trapped in this reality. And yet, um, she does she it anyway. Does it because that's the, her obsessive love. And um, she knows that one day she will be the villain. That Madoka will fight against her. But as long as Madoka is happy in that fight, uh, Homura thinks it's worth it. And I know people hate that ending because it's <laughs> yeah. the antithesis to the happy ending you get in Madoka Magica. But at the same time, it is what Homura would do. Um, and hmm. good stuff. All right. <laughs> I should really watch that. Yeah, I need to watch the movie. Yeah, yeah Madoka Magica. Oh, shit. Well, no, wait for me to destroy it. Thank uh, I uh, apologize for destroying it. We did Thanks. say earlier. We did say Damn earlier. It. We're just going to destroy it every ending. Yeah. Well, so, I kind of um, zoned out, so that's fine. But. <laughs> yeah, try to, yeah. Yeah, try, to, try to take it away. Yeah. yeah, it is. Yeah, that that's that's kind of the reason why Madoka Magica is on my top five. It's because as a story, it is so yeah. perfect. Mm -hmm. So, uh, as a recap to quite what seems to be depressing. Yeah, sorry, it was Evangelion's <laughs> 2.0 and End of Evangelion. 
uh, Macross, Frontier, Sayonara no Tsubasa, and Madoka Magica, the series ending and Rebellion's ending. Alright. Jeez. Oh so depressed now. <laughs> Toshi, quickly give us a little bit, <laughs> little bit of happiness. Um, happiness here. Shit, okay. Uh, so my topic. Um, I think, well, I, I have all these written down, but I think I might, I might switch this around to a little bit more positive <laughs> note. Um, so uh, I'm, I already mentioned at the beginning of the podcast my, my top five, and the, I, I consider that those to be like, so those endings to be pretty much like the pinnacle. But I mean, I've already mentioned them as my favorite, so I'm not really gonna That's fine, yeah. recap on them here. Um, needless to say, the end, the, the ending of all of them is really good. Infinite Revias, Nadesco, Madoka Magica, Steins Gate, and Evangelion—they're all fascinating, and, and you know, yeah, definitely worth it. Um, so I'm gonna talk about three different ones. Um, one of them, which is probably kind of out of left field here, is a uh, Fist of the North Star. And I'm talking about both the ending of the first run of the anime and the second run, uh, mm-hmm. Fist of the North Star 2. Uh, the first one, and, and I don't know how many people are familiar with the story of Fist of the North Star, it's basically um, Bruce Lee plus Rocky plus Mad Max added up and divided by three. Um, so it's a wasteland, right? It's okay, a wasteland. Yeah, yeah, well, it's a Mad Max post-apocalyptic world, but the main character is Bruce Lee, <laughs> yeah. and he fights Rocky villains. He has um, some of the best lines. He does have some of the best lines. Uh. Oh yeah, and it's it was. I mean, it, it's an eighties anime. I know it's so, so good. Like, it's an eighties anime. It, I think it ended in like ninety two or something. Mm-hmm. 90, 90, uh, yeah, or, wait, no, it ended in like nineteen eighty nine or something like that. But it's it's ultra violent. And yeah, it's it's all about like you know survival of the fittest in the in a post-apocalyptic wasteland, and it follows the main protagonist Kenshiro and his fight to become the savior. Um, and he's and the end of the first run ends with him defeating his biggest rival, which is his brother. Well, they're not blood related, but you know, by all respects, he's his family. He's his brother, okay. and he defeats him, and he gets the girl, and. It ends in a way that, like, his brother is also happy. His brother is just like, I have no regrets with this, and he dies. <laughs> and it's it, it's and the way it ends, it's manly manliness. Oh yeah, the it's, anime it's testosterone up out the years, but it's it's very satisfying. Is the thing mm. in the way it ends, and the end of the second series, it um ends with it like the it kind of. When it went into the second half, like the second part two, like uh, of Fist of North Star two, it kind of went off the rails. Like it, went, it introduced like there was this whole other island, uh, there where where like they, they have like three more brothers, and like he, he has to fight, and he had his last boss is the older uh, the older brother of the his the first boss he fought like which which was his brother mm-hmm. and it gets kind of convoluted it adds, adds a whole bunch of like what the fuck elements but it, it the way the series entire series ends is basically the hero Kenshiro he's given up the girl like he like he had like uh he got the girl at the end of the first series but she dies and there's a second girl who's kind of like the heroine but he gives her up to someone he believes like she she deserves and who deserves her and he rides off into the sunset on his horse and the way it ends it just it has this whole series of monologues from all the bosses he's fought like all the major all his major enemies all the hurdles he's had to, he's had to cross and just like it, it's it, 
and it has all these memorable quotes from all of them, all in a row, and it just ends with him riding off into the sunset. And so it's extremely satisfying as an ending of this huge series that spans 80-something episodes or something like that. I'm not sure, but it's like it's really long series that went on for years, and so there's that. Uh, that was that's my first pick. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and considering like I probably no one else has seen it, I don't really know if anyone has anything I, to add. All to I that. must ask is if one of the quotes is him going uh, his fa- one of his most famous lines is just what was it his repeating shouting of was it yeah 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 was it. Side note, side note, the, the voice actor, uh, Akira Kamiya, basically, like, when he, when he was auditioning for it, um, he, he went totally, oh, okay. and, and, like, he would practice at home under, like, in, in his cheap apartment, because voice actors, then and now, do not make a lot of money. So, like, he was in his cheap-ass apartment. He'd, like, put blankets over himself and, like, hide under the covers and, like, scream <laughs> and yell. And, like, and then do, do Bruce Lee screams at oh, home. that's perfect. And <laughs> just, just to, yeah, to, to practice for the mm. part. And, yeah. Sorry, yeah. Anyways, it's, it's, a, it's a, I mean, it's, a series overall, it's old, it's dated, very dated. The animation quality compared to now is really subpar but the still core and the core story is kind of wacky and out there he can make people explode by touching certain oh, move yeah. points i mean <laughs> damn. Be a tank so up? there's I all that but, one seed. but yeah i digress i digress yeah like and like uh, he, he apparently he can like he can he can access like a hundred percent of his strength of the human human potential so it makes him really strong unfortunately it makes him impossibly strong but well again physics yeah. be damned but it's a really fun series. It's also very emotionally satisfying in that, like, the strong guy wins. Like, you know, the ends justify the means in a sort of, like, the, you know, mm. rule of the fittest. So that's, that's Fist of the North Star. Uh, my second series is uh, K-On! Oh, so bittersweet. It's so bittersweet. Of all things. Both the movie it's and the TV the same series. Thing almost, but yeah. Um, <laughs> Yeah, the, well, the the movie sort of is is a breakdown of what mm. leads to the mm. ending of a TV series, which is essentially it's this, this group of girls who form their own bands at school, and it's just the K on is a story about these girls having fun. It's a slice of life TV series about these these girls mm. in their band, and it ends with them graduating and moving on. And there's one girl who's who's a grade below them. So she has basically gets left behind, and the final episode is basically their their final song to her, and saying goodbye. And it's really bittersweet. It's it's kind of like, it's it faces the inevitability mm-hmm. of time, that like you know all things do not stay the same. As much as you know, they had a good run. They had a good you know they all had a great time together, but they have to get separated. Like there's. You know, that's it's not as bad as it, as it sounds because they do. I think and, they, uh, was it they go to the same university anyway. <laughs> like, but at the time, yeah, they go. To the, they say they all go. Yeah. they go to the same college. Yeah, I think there's but, a manga series but, that but for the moment, goes on about the, that. The present time, it was like pretty. It was pretty sad. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was. It's just like and it, it really it brings back those emotions of graduation. Just like saying goodbye to a group of people you spent a good portion of a significant portion of your life with. And just like you know, saying goodbye mm-hmm. and moving on, so 
very bittersweet. Oh, yeah. Great song. I mean, the mu- I think uh, like all the music through that entire uh, series is really good, but like the ending song, that final yeah. song, just you know, it's basically their send off to the the one girl getting left behind, and it's their like mm. what we think of you, you know, you're you're our yeah. own little angel sort of thing. So, and plus not well, only that, people are yeah. so I think some some people <laughs> it's could. It's a fun journey. <laughs> and. And like the whole thing, I mean, it's slice of life. It's kind of it's fun, not exactly mm. wacky. It's it, it doesn't go to those sort of wacky extremes. Well, let's call it what it, it is. It's cute girls exactly. doing cute things. Yeah, it's 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 a little slapstick, but it doesn't go to the the in, like the crazy mm. anime esque levels that mm. a lot of them do. It's the magic formula. But and it's also it's also yeah it's also what cemented I think uh, Kyoto anime. As as like one of the big big hitters, so it was their huge breakout. I mean, they did they did do uh, the second series. Oh no, I'm sorry. Yeah, they did the second and third series of Full Metal Panic, but but K on was really like what really caused a huge explosion. Right, and uh, uh, third would be uh, Gundam Unicorn, which is I do not. I do not list any of the Gundams as my favorite anime of all time, but the Gundam series itself, as an entire encompassing world, I really, really love. I mean, I may actually like love as a series, as an entire this world. I might love it more than some of the other anime on my top list. But um, Gundam Unicorn was essentially the accumulation of the original. Universal Century run, well, up until Char's Counterattack. It was, it basically encompassed everything from uh, the original Zeta Gundam, Double Zeta Gundam, um, and, uh, what was it, Char's Counterattack. And it, and it also incorporated a lot from the the side stories, the uh, 0083 and 0080. And it basically puts it all together in, I keep using this word, but a very organic manner. That makes sense and that works, mm-hmm. mm. and it, and it's it has it has this magic MacGuffin, this magic, <laughs> uh, you know, this magic box that if it apparently like if it opens, it will spell the end of the the Federation, you know, and the whole the whole series is basically about a bunch of you know they're all. Uh, you know, everybody's trying to find this box, and the main character is piloting the Gundam, which is the key. And they're all, you know, it's this huge race to find the box. But what's in the box is not a Deus Ex Machina, and actually works. It makes sense. Yeah, and- it, it like it's interesting because you you're always wondering like what what in a box could destroy like yeah. the entire That's federation what oh no said. no no definitely definitely can control or destroy the uh, yeah the, the it, it, it oh, makes wow. and it's also a little and it's a very satisfying it's satisfying both in a world ending way and like sort of like this chapter of up until now everything gundam it it's a satisfying ending both to that it's also it's a satisfying for the characters on a personal le- on a personal level their endings and it's also kind of bittersweet because if like because of Gundam canon because the series that come 
canonically after that, which are F-91 and Victory Gundam, which basically mean that the events of Unicorn did not have the desired effects. So. Hmm. Very good. Yep. So, much shorter than Richard's, but that's my list. Hmm? So, can I just ask, what's it called Unicorn? I don't know. Uh, uni- well, it's called Gundam Unicorn because the abbreviation, the shortened abbreviation would be UC, which is Universal Century, there's that. It's also the, the Gundam, the, the machine, it, ha- it has a, a single horn. Okay, like fair a, enough. Yeah. yeah, and that horn like splits yeah. into two and divides, and it turns into a Gundam. Uh, it would, wouldn't it? It yeah. would, wouldn't it? Yeah, <laughs> it's Gundam. Yeah, All right. Yeah, it, yeah. It, Unicorn definitely in the West has a very different uh, connotation yeah. that it doesn't have in in Japan. Yeah, I always, I, I never marked. It. I just always wondered. That's a quite unique name to call a Gundam. So I just yeah. left that as it is. Yeah, and it's also kind of based on a very famous. Uh, I think it's a painting. Um, the which features I the, this is the thing like I'm not I don't really know this part but like there's an actual classical painting featuring um some some princess and a yeah, a unicorn and a griffin uh, no I'm sorry not a griffin a, a banshee I think it is supposed to be called but and that that kind of plays thematically into the in the series itself and the yeah. entire series itself is like the 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 Gundam unicorn run is very 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 well thought out. Do you see like not not only just in the terms of like the the basic story itself, but you see evolutions of things that happened before, like mobile suits. You can see what they've become, or like you know certain evolutionary steps in the technology, and some like they, they also pay attention to like things that happened on Earth, where like the side that lost the war on Earth, because Gundam is is basically a story about war between earth and space colonies but there are people who got caught up who went like who came from the space colonies who went to earth as soldiers and then they lost and then it, it, it sort of addresses them and like their own personal wars and a lot of the atrocities of war th- itself so mm-hmm. very good yep yes. so uh this leaves t- as a recap then it's fist of the north star gundam unicorn mm-hmm. and k on both the movie and the series now to my last three picks. To your dismay, it's not to what's written on my notes, which is kittens, puppies, and llamas. Uh, Sorry to tell you guys. Why would it? <laughs> Wait be? a minute. You why don't... would it ever be what you said it was going to be? <laughs> I didn't write you these don't, notes. You down. don't love kittens, puppies, and llamas. <laughs> I didn't Wait, write so, these. So we have this on. It's on record now in the recording. You do not love kittens, puppies, I'm just and llamas. Saying, what is wrong with you? These are not my notes. I'm just saying that is written down. But, let, let, so but I digress. Right here, you do not love kittens, puppies, or llamas. I, don't, I didn't yeah. directly say that. I'm just saying that these are two uh, misleading No, but, but, but by the fact that you're saying that what's written on your note, it says, <laughs> it says that oh, you yeah, love I see that. kittens, puppies, and llamas is not true. So by definition, it must mean that you hate them. Be that as it that's may. The way, right. it is, that's the way right. the news media works. Because if you <laughs> yes. don't love something, you must hate it. Yeah. So even if it's that it's not person. an ending so let me pick my three animes that are now <laughs> let me say this my three are all for very three uh, uh, different three different reasons and hopefully and I don't think I, don't, I think only one of you has seen one of these shows so, uh, just, so just, oh we're going obscure yeah exactly one is like completely left me but hopefully people who watch these series will also find the joy in it so the first one is by the sheer my sheer amazement of how they did the ending which is oh my god I can't read my notes now Daily Lives of High School Boys. Now, obviously, I, I've always been a big fan of Slice of Life and, and comedies, and this is one made by Sunrise, so I thought, oh my god, 
can they even do that? And they did, and it was actually kind of enjoyable. But the best thing about this ending is because they related back to episode four, I think, where one of the main characters, he happens to sleep and doze off, and all the other characters carry on doing skits and such. And then, and then that's it, the episode ends and we carry on. The thing is, as they carry on through all the episodes, on the final episode, the same character... I mean, the thing is, we see the, we see the character who went to sleep, he, we see him again in these, all, all these other episodes, in episode 5, 6, 7. But on episode 12, they had to, for some reason... I mean, it's brilliant. They basically pulled Inception. They make the character wake up as if it was back from episode 4. So, implying that everything was either a dream, his imagination... It, it just blew my mind and why they would do this in my slice of life comedy. Because it was just... It was just it made me amazed. I left, was left in a state of amazement. I just thought to myself... I can't believe I watched eight episodes of theoretical slapstick comedy. This, 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 <laughs> so, this amazing. So it's it's Saint Elsewhere that doesn't give a huge middle finger. Well, no, the either. thing is, it was still all enjoyable. Like everything from episode four, yeah, four to twelve was just yeah. absolutely hilarious. And then, like at the last episode, yeah. So it, it does not. So it doesn't. Give no, it doesn't. It was just like, hey guys, here's, uh, here's our final joke before we end the season. It's all a fucking dream, and I'm like, what? And he wakes up, he goes, and the best part is he just plays off, goes, oh crap, I'm late for dinner. Goes up, and he just like, he just left with the credits. You're like, is it, is it all a dream? Is, is the tabletop still spinning? I don't know. Oh my god, it's everything I've been watching a dream. And because of that, I just, yeah. for a slice of life ending like that, I just thought, you know, the, the audacity to pull that sort of ending kind of makes sense because it's still funny, but the, just the sheer, you know, audacity to do it was just amazing. So, Daily Lives of High School Boy is actually a really funny, like, Slice of Life anime in itself. But the ending was just probably one of the best Slice of Life endings I've seen when it comes to just pure comedy Slice of Lives. And it probably won't ever be top because it just poured the perfect inception. So, there's, there's my first pick. My second pick is Penguin Drum. Again, none of you guys seen this, I bet, <laughs> I reckon. I've, I've oh. seen it, but the thing is, like, it made such... A little impact on me. Oh, I you don't did. Oh, remember it was, any of it? It was the probably. I, I remember certain <laughs> elements, but it's just like I don't. It's so remember. moving. It was such a moving <laughs> ending because it was as if all the jo- uh, jigsaw piece and all the puzzle pieces felt together. Like when, as you watch the series, it like crazy shit happens. Like you wouldn't believe what's actually happening on screen, and when it happens, you're thinking, you know, near rape, terrorism you know, artificial children. What's going on? They were just trying to find the penguin drum. That's what the series is about. And it all just ties in beautifully when it's just literally about being, just being loved by people around you. That's what the series is actually about. And the selflessness from each character is even when one does turn into a terrorist, which is like, I don't know how that really worked, but it did happen and that's penguin drum for you. <laughs> but, you know, and it's just like, you know, these, these, these three, you know, people who are unrelated and they just, the selflessness around the selflessness it's just it was so beautiful it was so moving that when you finally realise at the end how it all connects even Ringo the person who's not initially in the first three main characters how she interacts as well it's just all falls together and just the apple analogy was perfect like it was just everything you wanted and then the, and they play it off so funny at the end because this connects to the first and last episode where you see these two um uh, I would like grade school kids walking around saying hey I write, I, like, have you heard about this like cool tv show that these apples and the other kids are like, i don't get you what, what do you mean by apples what's so special about an apple and that's it that's the only time you ever see these two kids last episode and uh, they do like some deus ex machina shit you see these two kids kind of go, hey, he's like, trying to explain the same apple analogy so like, well 
Apple is life. Apple is the universe. It's like their life force. And the kid's still like, I don't get what you mean, man. This show, what are you talking about? And it just, it was so moving because of what's happened in the last like three episodes until that final bit just pushes everything over. It pushes me over the edge. It's like nearly brought a tear to my eyes. Like, oh my God, this is just so moving. And because of that, it was just so happy. Need you to need to, like, I'll have to end. post that graph because it's a... Uh, I think, yeah, because, like, I think, I think the fact was like, there was so much going on and all this mystery... It just, it blows up, doesn't it? That yeah. by the time it got to the end, I was just so confused. Yeah. And, like, everything, I, like, I, I didn't, like, I had dropped, <laughs> I, like, like, all these, all these different strings were coming together in all these places that they'd gotten tangled up and I'd accidentally dropped them. <laughs> I dropped the rope. And then by the time it came, I was like, I don't, like, I don't know what goes where. Yeah. And the series is almost like a magnifying glass. Felt kind of yeah, bland, the series is almost like a magnifying glass, and let's say a piece of yeah. art, and you just, all you see is like a tiny part which doesn't really make sense. But as you get to the end, it's just you slowly pull it out, and you just realize what how it all fits together. And it was just, I, you know, it's like I said, it's just so moving. I was like, I can't believe this is the everything's okay. I am happy now. I am so satisfied with the ending. And my God, my heart's like on edge. It was just so great. <laughs> So that's so for my, the most moving ending, and that I can remember in recent memories. There's probably more. I just I'm lazy. Just picked one that I can remember easiest. Penguin drum. And yeah, no. <laughs> yeah, because thank God you picked Kaon, because otherwise I'd be torn apart. Uh, but for my last pick, just for <laughs> the most ending that got me hyped up, and and thank God because it's the only one I had to wait for. Was uh, I don't know if you guys watched this. A lot of people didn't like it, but my God, I love the show. It's Kirkai Senjo no Horizon. Season oh. one. It's so friggin' confusing. <laughs> but it's so... Oh my god, but that's the thing. When you uncover it, it's so nice. But uh, we're talking about the ending here. It did. It almost did the perfect... It, it almost says either on par with Kogia season one or even better. Because essentially what, what the situation is, the school or the nation gets invaded by the, the Spanish... Like, the Spanish Inquisition just hits them. Exactly. They, just literally, they, they literally didn't expect the Spanish, uh, <laughs> the Spanish nation to hit them. And they come in. And the best part about Kogia Coco uh, uh, Sendro is about it's because all the it's um it's people who's reenacting history, and the thing is for some reason the school like all the school clubs are the people who are reenacting the history. So so when the Spain when the Spain invades, you see like the baseball club like hitting balls <laughs> towards the ship, and you see like all these like um sprinters who are like sprinting off their ship into to go and invade and cross the borders. You're thinking. This is amazing, and you realize this is episode twelve, and the, and the and you know the main character's nation or the main character score just getting invaded. You're thinking, how could you end it like this? This is amazing. Like everything about it was just so balls to the walls creative. That's the thing. It was just so creative. It, it anted me up all the way for season two. I was like, oh my god, I need to see the resolution of how the Spanish invades. I need to know. And it was just so beautiful. Like just seeing all these weird like random school clubs acting as military units. And then invading in like an army. I thought, this is, this is great. I just don't understand why this baseball. Like, why is the athletic clubs like the high the pole vaulters? They're pole vaulting over their own ship from the left to the right and then attacking from behind. My brain hurts, but I need to see season two to see how it resolves. And because of that, I had to watch season two, and that was actually pretty good as well in itself. But if you like, if you can like a lot of people, obviously, like Dex, David just said. Season one was pretty convoluted. It's so confusing. No, yeah, you know, it's so hard to understand. Pretty convoluted. <laughs> and it is. I agree. I agree with you. It's definitely convoluted as hell. And it's no. 
Yeah. Yeah. Candy yeah. First minute. First minute boobs. It's 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 for me. It's within the boundaries of reason for why it's like that. I think. I don't know. I just maybe it's my fanboy glasses are too much now. But I, I, you know. I, I'd like to add for Kyokai Central Horizon, this is a completely side note, but it's based off a light novel series, and those novels are not oh, fucking big. light. Oh, yeah, I <laughs> those love are that. huge. Like, <laughs> I, basic... I, like I, I heard it was going to be made into an anime, so I was like, okay, what, what, uh, it's got an original source, which I was looking around the bookstore, and just like I looked over, it's like, you could kill a man with this thing. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, love, I remember This I remember is not seeing... a light novel. <laughs> I remember seeing people p- taking pictures of stacked uh, complete volumes, including the Orion Chronicles, which is a side, st- oh, a prequel, I think. And um, if you stack them all enough, it could almost hit a ceiling of an average size room. I think to myself, yeah. I can't really get away with advertising it as a light novel. This is the best ever. And That's I realized so- it would never get translated, then I cried a little bit inside. <laughs> like, if I, would get, yeah. I, would, I wouldn't get a hard copy myself. But yes, yeah, it's, it's such a great ending. It just, it was like the way it's like. I don't know if they. I don't know how. I think it sold well. I hope it did for season three. I, I don't know. Sunrise. So they probably don't need more money as it is. But it, it was like the perfect way to introduce season two and like to get you hyped up for it. And I was like, yes, I'm all aboard the hype train. Because if you're not, then you're not behind this. You know. Then I don't know how. Why are you watching up past episode twelve? You know. It was just so great how it hyped you up really. And that would have been my pick for the final one. And so. <sighs> to, and I think at least they're more. More upbeat and happy than Richards and Kevin's, where everyone got stabbed and <laughs> killed each other, and you know, prison. Death, 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 yeah. So just to recap it, it's Daily Lives of High School Boys, Penguin Drum, and Kyokai Senju no Horizon season one, though. Just season one because of the, the level of anticipation that we <laughs> for it. Not kitten puppies hmm. and armors. And that wraps it up for season two of all the spoilers of Yay. what is potentially 15 shows that we've ruined for other people. Isn't that Yay, great? Yay, spoiler <laughs> cast. Yeah. Yes. Yep. And then we're going to get people saying, why did you pick this show or that show? These are clearly bad. But hey, hey, we don't address those issues. These are, these are our opinions. So. Exactly. A long time. We don't address Which those issues. Which have gone on for, geez, how long have we been talking? Jesus three hours. Like this is, yeah, this is this is a slightly. Yeah, long I like to podcast, say this is a three-hour yes. podcast special because of maybe what what, what we'll, I don't know what the future holds for us because it's a busy period. So let's just say it's a special episode for today. Yeah. Plus, it's because our yeah. Don't forget, our cast is two-third Kotaku staff. Two-fifth. I keep yeah. saying third. Why am I forgetting like two people in our cast? <laughs> We're just not so special. Well, because clearly enough. it only matters if it's me and Toshi and you. I don't know why I say that. I'm just bad at math. Right? All right? It's, it's not like I'm an admin or anything. Simulation. It's our plan to over, take over the, the, the talk amongst yourselves crowd. So it's our infiltration. Yeah. So uh, thanks for ha- thanks for being here, Toshi. It's what you are being yeah, a wonderful person to, to have. <laughs> yes. If if people like me, maybe they'll maybe you guys. Uh, I hope to. We hope to have segment two dedicated to Ava. Looking forward to it, aren't you? (laughs) Right, and uh... (laughs) (laughs) ding (laughs) ding. Maybe maybe when the next movie comes out. Ha. Well, good. We have a couple years. Okay. Yeah. Oh, ah, will the podcast still be going? Who, who knows? <laughs> if we have a couple of years, I've got time to actually watch it then, it sounds like. All thumbs up. Yeah, <laughs> All right. thumbs up. Good luck. Right. Uh... Right. And so, it's, so, that's, uh, so if you guys have enjoyed this episode, please uh, subscribe and 
I don't know what the other things you can do on iTunes. Rate it? Yes, the one. And, uh, it's great to have ratings. Yeah, I know, right? I think I don't know. I haven't checked recently. I don't think we have one still. Uh, no, no we, ratings. Have, we don't have artwork. That's all. We don't have artwork. <laughs> we should change that. Um, uh, yeah. yeah. Thanks for listening again. Please. Um, do, do, do you guys just wondering? Like, do you guys take like listener or or quote, or reader questions? Normally we do. We, uh, yeah. Lately, it's... Lately, we've been pushed for time for those. Hopefully, we yeah. can get back to it. So I think next week, next yep. episode, we can. Probably. Due to the nature of time. Yeah. I think. Yeah. But yeah, it should be good. Maybe you can, we... maybe you can participate, Toshi. For this, so. <laughs> I'd love to. That sounds great. Yeah. So, uh, thanks for listening. As always, please subscribe and write, uh, rate. And this has been episode nine of the Anito Podcast. Where Oh, wait. Shouldn't we tell people where to find uh, people? Yes, please yes. do. Uh, like, say I Toshi. Know, right? Because Toshi's the uh, one we don't well, know. You, you <laughs> Well, you can find me the same place you find Richard mostly. Hopefully not the same Twitter. Kotaku, so. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> but yeah, your Twitter and stuff? Uh, Twitter, I go by <laughs> Tnakamura8, uh, because apparently Tnakamura was already taken. Uh, really? Are you telling me Toshi Nakamura <laughs> is actually not a, a very unique name that no one else in Japan has? Uh, Nakamura, very common. Toshi, very common. Uh, uh, so, but yeah, The so, pain. The pain. Yeah, Twitter, uh, yeah. Twitter, you can find me at tnakamura8. Uh, I also, I'm on Facebook. Um, I write for Kotaku. I write every uh, Thursday, I guess, Thursday morning. Yeah. would be the Western for for uh, Eastern U.S. time. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, and, Any last words? And I'm, <laughs> um, yeah, anime is awesome. Woo! Um, <laughs> somebody, please... Please somebody, please somebody watch Infinite Revisal. Have somebody to bounce off. Of. Soon, <laughs> it's just soon. It, it, we'll, we can pretend it's yeah, good. We'll all pretend it's good. Depends on depends on how Hydra pretend, pins, It's so. good. <laughs> look, look. <laughs> that's how we are these days. I, I one of these days I'm like I'm gonna take my fan subs and I'll give them to Richard so he can watch. But yeah, yeah. anyway, all right, sounds good. All right. So we'll be eagerly waiting for your fan subs. I think that's the thing. Well, what's your fan sub group name? That's the real question. What'll be your fan sub? I have none. I just, just, be, I just saw just on my just own. So. All right. That's cool. Yeah, I totally yeah, downloaded those. those. I, 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 I download those. I think. <laughs> I'll donate. I'll donate. I'll donate some cash. All right. Thank you. So, uh, Richard? <laughs> uh, yes. Uh, I'm Richard Eisenbeis. I'm over at Kotaku. You, you can find me on uh, uh, Twitter at Biggest in Japan. I have to ask. Or Are you on Twitch than Toshi? at Biggest in Japan. Actually, bigger than Toshi? Whoa, whoa, whoa. Am I. His ego is. His ego is. That's a good question. <gasps> We're almost the same height. Scandal. I'm, I'm not sure who's <laughs> taller. But, you know, like, as I've told people, bigness isn't about physical size. Oh. It's about the size of one's ego. Oh, I see. And truly, I win in that department. Fair enough. Guaranteed. Fair enough. You know, you have to be big in all things. The physical is the most mundane area. Oh. Of course. <laughs> Sorry, I can't remember <laughs> your last words. Oh, <laughs> uh, no, no, that's it. Okay, yeah, after that, nearly called you out. Kevin? I am, uh, you can find me on Kinja and YouTube, uh, Rockman Dash. And that's about <laughs> it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's like, it. I like how, how I interpret that, because obviously we're using it through uh, Skype call. It's like you like, just take a big drag of like a big old cigar. Ah, oh, that's it. It's just like playing the smoke line. But that's just me. That's just me. Yep. <laughs> David? Hey, everybody. As usual, I'm Dex Omega. I am, of course, on Twitter, at Dex Omega. I know that's very difficult to understand. Um, 
I'm also an admin on the Anite blog, of course, so come and check us out at anite.kinja.com. We actually leapfrogged legal.kinja.com earlier this month, so we're really in the big leagues now. Oh, I know, ooh. I know. Ooh. Now, yeah, come over, have fun, Exciting. talk about anime with us, and yeah. Only so we can ban you later. I <laughs> know, oh, don't do that, don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> Ken. And that leaves with me uh, the aptly, aptly named Fruity Drinks. And uh, I think my, my actually, this episode, my chair's been really squeaky. I don't know if you heard it, but <laughs> I've now pointed it out. So just in case it does come through, uh, it's my squeaky chair as well. Yeah, I'm Fruity Drinks. Uh, I've done not much. Uh, time has been restrictive. But hopefully, we are doing the opening and ending per day, a day. This will be crazy. It's going to be a lot of work mm. with uh, me and some other writers. David, I know you're in it, along with Kevin. Yep. So this should be fun. I know. Yep. We're in for the 365-day ride, guys. The More Anite fun! <sighs> yeah, and so hopefully that will wow. pass through. That's, that's ambitious. Yeah, Project that's Hydra is going to be weirder. Oh, man. But thankfully we have like more than three people, so it's okay. Yeah. We can spread the, the work out a lot more. Yeah. We'll see how that so goes. We have that to look forward to on Anite Kinja, and that'll be good. And that's all of us. And that's episode nine of Anite Podcast. And uh, thanks for listening again. Please rate and subscribe. Until then, uh, see you next time, right? All right. See you, everybody. Bye, everybody. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye. And I'm pretty sure you said rate and subscribe. Like we want it. We want no. no. Rate and no, subscribe. It's going to be into our brains. Don't worry. They'll know about this. <laughs> Do We're it. We're making those free monies. <laughs> making those. Ne- <laughs> oh, wait. I almost forgot to mention. I almost forgot to Whoa, whoa, whoa. Uh, People should rate and subscribe. Oh, damn it. Look, let's end it, guys. Let's end it. All right, cut it. All right, goodbye, goodbye, goodbye. Bye, everybody.